got it locked on Rodeo Radio. Hey, Tony, drop that. What, please? I bet. Dr. Dre in the place to be. Co rocking shit with my homeboy Steve. After Rodeo, get stupid, son. Yo. Don't think that you can get none of Trey The motherfucking doctor The bitch hopper The sucker motherfucker stopper I'm fucked up so don't mind what I'm saying I'm just kicking it But Steve, Tony, A and Susan Yo, we can choose it Dope shit to put in a mix Know what I'm saying? We kick shit like And, and That's a fact And if your shit ain't in a mix You know it's swag And that ain't no bullshit Kicking facts on a serious tip. Word up, Dr. Dre's in full effect doing serious damage, boy. Tony A! Tony A! When you're ready, go. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio, and I believe this is episode 130. 130. Man, only 70 more, and we'll hit 200. 200. But anyways, uh, got a couple of announcements before I introduce my very special guest. Um, once again, you want to buy an ad, you want to uh, promote your album, you want to promote your restaurant, you want to promote your merch, you want to promote your business, you want to promote your OnlyFans page, uh, whatever. Uh, go to documentary forward slash ads, and there you can see all the details. If you want to buy one episode, you want to buy two episodes, uh, you want to buy uh, two weeks, you want to buy a month. Everything is right there. One minute, it could be a video, it could be a picture, I mean, a flyer, whatever. Uh, so I encourage you to go do that if you want to promote your business, merch, album, whatever. Um, and Freaky Tales will be back on uh, Friday. Friday. I got a special guest, okay? So I'm going to freak your ass out. <laughs> so other than that, you know what? Uh, I don't have too many announcements. If we do, we'll share them during the break. But without further ado, please allow me to introduce my 130th episode guest, Player from the West. How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? I'm just chilling, brother. I'm glad you're here. I know you had a little problem with the with the hood up pulling you over. Yeah, just they, you know, they gave me the the daily treatment. <laughs> <laughs> they always pull up on me and mess with me and stuff. Yeah, my car is kind of messed up. Looks like a tornado hit it. No shit. Yeah. Okay, so you can't blame it on the wind. You got to blame it on the car. <laughs> no, it's just. It's consistent, you know. Okay. Yeah. That'll work. So anyways, brother, uh, let me ask you a question because I'm a sports guy. I don't know if you're a sports guy. You like football? I mean, no, not at all. For real? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't. I mean, everybody hates me for it. Everyone, I just, I don't like football. I can't. I just, it's, to me, it just doesn't grab my attention. <laughs> right, right. It right. doesn't. I okay. mean, the, the, the gear is nice, you know, like I blow a couple hundred on a couple jerseys, but <laughs> I'm straight. Okay, okay. Like me? I love football, so I was going to ask you who was your pick on the Super Bowl, but obviously you could probably care less. <laughs> uh, well, by the way, in case you didn't know, we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers and we have uh, KC, uh, not KFC, but <laughs> but <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So if you had to pick one, keep in mind Tom Brady from, from the New England Patriots is now on Tampa Bay and he's playing in the Super Bowl again. I think this is his 10th Super Bowl that he's been there. Okay. And then you got uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, an incredible athlete playing quarterback. If you had to pick, just see, I'd roll the dice. Okay, I, I, I'd say not KC for my own reasons, and okay. I go to the opposition. Okay, and say them, say Tampa Bay. Yeah. All right, all right. Are you a baseball guy? No, 
No, so no sports. No, not really. I mean, I'm seasonally a basketball fan. You know, I go. Okay. And that, and that comes with you know being in and out of jail my whole life. You know, like. Okay. So I catch up when I go back, and then, you know, I come out, and then I just forget all about it. <laughs> okay. So so what team would you follow in basketball? I mean, the home team. You know, the home Lakers. Team, the Lakers. Yeah, yeah Golden work. State, and I'm more of a, like a player fanatic. You know. Yeah. Could you believe? And I believe uh, it was yesterday. I believe it was yesterday, uh, or maybe uh, Brian could help me out. It's been a year already that Kobe Bryant passed away. Damn, time is flow. Yeah, man. That is flow. You know what? I, I heard a quote one time, and it stuck with me. It says, time waits for no man, and neither does a good woman. Wow. It's been a year already. A year. I remember that was, that was tragic, and it impacted the world. Like, <laughs> like, like the world, man. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I will say this. I never met the guy. Yeah. But we all love the Lakers. We all follow the Lakers. Many of us felt like we somewhat grew up with the Lakers. Someone actually said it best. Uh, um, he was crying, you know, when they went to the stadium, when they had his, uh, um, I guess his memorial or whatever it was that they had there. Um, one guy said, I felt like he was a part of my family. And I think if you're from L.A., a lot of people can, can you relate. Yeah, can relate course, to that. Because yeah. I remember that day when I heard that. Believe it or not, yeah. I just laid in fucking bed all damn day. Like it was <laughs> just so depressing, man. Yeah, you know, and, and I can understand why. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I remember saying that it almost felt, and and I want to choose my words wisely, but it almost felt like it happened to the wrong person. You know, I don't know if there is a right person for that to happen to, but I think you understand my heart. No, I get it completely. What you say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I mean, you couldn't say it better. I mean, yeah, if it would be someone else that would fill that gap, you know, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate to word it that way, but I mean, yeah. truth be told, I mean, he was like about the most, you know, stigma free, you know, like, yeah, no, you know, no blemishes, nothing, you know, right. like, I mean, the little stuff he did have, that was so far behind that, yeah. you know, nobody even, you know, thinks of it, especially, you know, amongst his death. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, okay. He's now, now, let me back up a little bit. How was your New Year's? Did you do anything special on New Year's? I know what we were going through the pandemic and we can't really do shit. I was actually sick, to be honest. No shit. Yeah, I was actually sick. under the, the COVID nineteen. I was, yeah, I was. They had me on bed rest. So, <laughs> yeah, I was. I went through it. Okay, you okay, know? that'll work. And and your weekend that just had passed. Uh, uh, how was that? I know you've been working a lot on on music. Yeah, no, I'm just barely getting back to it. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't write enough. You know, like. I'm always like in my in my notebooks and my phone going through instrumentals and stuff and I can get motivated by the most simplest thing. Just reaches out and just grabs you know or touches at me, you know, like my, my ears and stuff and Right. Okay. Uh uh now let me ask you this. Have you seen anything good lately on TV? Whether it be Netflix or whether it be whatever, a uh, uh docuseries, anything? Uh, to be honest, not not really. No, nah, not really. You don't no. you don't really watch a lot of TV? Nah, man? not at all. Really, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, unless somebody like recommends or shares a link or something, you know, like come, it throws it my way, then yeah, I just uh you know, I embrace it, but I mean nah, I don't watch it just watch TV. Okay. Okay, now let me throw something at you. When's the last time you've seen a good movie? A good movie? Yeah. I wanna say I watched Netflix with my woman probably like about a week ago and and as sad as it is to admit. I don't even remember the name of the movie. <laughs> I don't even remember the name or what it was about, but I mean. Probably The Notebook. No, hell no. <laughs> hell no. No, it was not The Notebook. It was definitely not The Notebook. <laughs> okay. Now, you're a horror movie fan? You like horror movies? I mean, yeah, I like Dick Doe's, their comedies and stuff. I mean, yeah. Okay. Your favorite comedy movie of all time? 
I mean, the fri the Fridays, all of them, you know, like it's classics, you know. I mean, um, what else do we got? We got uh, the Wash. <laughs> yeah, we got um, we got we got a few. I mean, yeah, the list goes on. It's dozens and dozens of comedies I sit here and name all night. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, now let me ask you this: uh, uh, Where originally are you from? Like, where did you grow up at? In Hawthorne, California. Hawthorne, yeah. born and raised there. Yeah, born and raised. I mean, I wasn't born, but I mean, I was raised there. My mom's raised there. You know, like it, it, it goes, you know, further than that. You know, like. Uh huh. Uh, uh you come from a big family? No, not really. You know, I'm a really uh, strange family. You know, like we all split up. You know, it's just it was just me, moms, and uh, my sister, really. And uh -huh. then from there, just throughout jail and throughout the years, it's just it's just me and moms. Oh yeah, because I know you said twice that throughout you were going to jail. How old were you when you first went to jail? Like 13. 13. 13? I think I was 13. I was like, what is that? At juvenile hall? Yeah, you get a taste of it and you just become like, you know, oh, I ain't nothing, you know, like. Right. Now, see, I got a taste of it. And I said, I ain't never going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck that. <clears throat> but yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I was going to Women's Junior High School at the time and I, I got sent to Los Padrinos. And it was funny because when I got there, right away, I saw a dude that I hadn't seen like in weeks. And I was like, there you are, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? And then he was like, yeah, I'm just right here doing my time. Chilling, cleaning. Yeah, motherfuckers acting like they were in the pen in, in, <laughs> in juvenile hall, you know? But yeah, that shit was funny. I though. can imagine. <laughs> um, so now let me ask you this. Um, growing up, man, in Hawthorne, you play any sports at all, man? I mean, yeah, like I tried the little Pop Warner stuff. You know, I tried the basketball. You know, like, a, I mean, I, I did the stuff with my sister, like the whole little soccer thing, softball. But I mean, like, nothing stuck. Nothing stuck, you know, for whatever reason, you know, like, I was more passionate about, like, the streets, you know, like, uh -huh. it kind of, like, just pulled me, you know, again. And I was like, from there, I was kind of screwed, you know. <laughs> right, right. What do you think it was that, that kept you on the streets, man? I mean, the, the action, you know, adrenaline, you know, like, I mean, being a part of something, you know, like, that you felt, you know. Right, you wanted to be a part of like I don't know how to explain it. Right. No, I, I mean I, I I understand that, and many yeah. times I ask questions because I believe that's what fans would want to know. Yeah. You know, uh, people that listen to your music because with me, um, like I've shared with friends, well, with people that growing up as a teenager up until maybe I was like twenty two years old, mm -hmm. I hung around with like fifteen to twenty dudes every single night, <laughs> like every single night, and I'm not talking about just on weekends every single single night you know and they were slanging and banging it there in the neighborhood throwing fucking you know throwing dice drinking girls come through you know we were doing yeah. whatever it, it, so i get what you're saying like as far as like it, it drew you in you yeah. know what i'm saying because let's be honest some of that shit is, is fun sometimes man yeah. you know it's fun but uh but like me what saved me if i can use that word was music that was my way out you know, it's my way out. And I can see, yeah, that, you know. You right. know, sad to say that a lot of my homies didn't make it out. You know, didn't make it out. So, uh, um, but music for me, and, and I thank God for that because I started DJing at a very young age, like 12 years old. So music was already in me, you know, and uh, DJing and making mixtapes and everything. But hanging out in the streets, I knew, okay, I got to choose the streets or I got to choose, you know. The, the the music so i chose the music so yeah. i'm thankful i'm still here hell yeah you know so um so now let me ask you a question this is a question that i pretty much ask everyone and it helps me to find out uh what molded and shaped you as a rapper uh what type of music would you say you grew up with at home like what would your mother play or your maybe mom, your sisters my mom's a little uh 
I mean, you'd be surprised. She was like in this like suicidal tendencies. Okay. <laughs> you know, like and in Spanish, like rock, like like brujeria and stuff. And then she she loved NWA, South Central Cartel, you know, like stuff like that. You know, Ice Cube and stuff. And you know, it go. And I was like completely like opposite. You know, like I love Eminem and you know, like it's you know like his first couple of LPs and stuff. And you know, so I mean, like it's a trip. And then she take my music for me based on the content. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and then she turned around and, you know, like bump hers full blast, blaring throughout the house. <laughs> I would not understand that at all. Right, right. Now, what were your earliest memories of hip hop? Like, if you can remember, what was some of the first hip hop songs that you ever heard? I know you mentioned in WA. Uh, um, like, for an example, and I always tell everyone this, mine was Rapper's Delight. I was in sixth grade. Like, how old were you when you first got a taste of hip hop music? Mm. To be honest, I was like probably like 11, 12. Okay. Yeah, when I started like really understanding what I was listening to, mm -hmm. and, you know, like looking at the news and seeing, and, you know, like how everything was you know, like aligned up, you know, with each other. Yeah, I would say like 11, 12. Okay. And and what, what do you think it was about hip hop that drew you that maybe didn't draw you to rock music or to old school R&B or, you know, funk or whatever? Um, The relation, you know, like being able to relate to this. Or that, you know, it was about 95% here. And yeah. then seeing like rock music play, it was like about zero, you know, percent here. Cause I, I have no relation to killing myself or maybe like, you know, like taking daggers and, you know, like <laughs> take writing on the wall with blood. I don't got no, I can't relate to that <laughs> stuff, you know, like, but I can relate to like, you know, like what I see in the streets and stuff or what's going on in my household or my neighborhood and stuff. Right. Okay. All right. Now, uh, um, let me ask you this. Are you a, at, uh, at all East Coast hip hop fan? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't discriminate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm open to it. Okay. You know, like I like Biggie and stuff, you know? Okay. Do you got any other groups that you've bumped in the past or do you, you from you the East Coast? To? Yeah, from the East Coast. To be honest with you, nah, just, I mean, as far as artists, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, not groups and stuff, you know? No, just artists in general, albums. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mess with uh, a lot of Shine. You know, like uh, Puff Daddy and stuff. You know, I mean, uh, I just, and I was out of, you know, like recreational purposes, not because I could relate to these dudes and stuff, but I mean, that was just, you know, these dudes, like some of them I would consider gifted, you know, Ghost Rider or not, you know, like. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, um, g g give me your all time five favorite West Coast albums or five time, all time, five uh, West Coast. If it's not an album, it's an artist. You, you could choose either or. Okay, so how do we uh, how do we do this? Mid, what about Midwest? How do we? Where does Eminem fall? No, no, but we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll just we'll just uh, do some um, West Coast. Okay, uh, I would say the Chronic two thousand one. Okay, I would say uh, I would say uh, to be honest, uh, oh man, you got a lot out there, man. Yeah, <laughs> this is a big variety. Mm. And, and they don't have to be in order. Just I don't know the name of or, or artists that you feel that are classic. This is um, Damu Riders, you know what I'm saying? Like the controversial, you know, Crip and Blood, like, okay. you know, the albums and stuff. And uh, what else? What else we got? Um, we got Easy E. Um, what album was it? I don't know the names. It's been so long, to be honest with you. Okay. But to say, actually single out the names of the albums. Yeah, it's been too long. Oh, let, let me throw some names. Maybe they might refresh your memory. Are you a game fan at all? Um, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big time game fan, early 2000s game fan. Okay. Like now, nah, I'm not really. Okay. Uh, well, well, what do you think it is about him now that's different than from <clears throat> the very, very beginning to he, now? He went, <clears throat> he went Hollywood. You know, I would say he did, you know, like he went Hollywood too, or he got a taste too much of it and just, you know, like it altered, you know, like his image or, you know, like who he is, you know, behind the mic or in the booth and stuff. Right. Cause he was a street dude, you know, who was, you know, quote unquote, not selling out. And, you know, he was still making appearances and, you know, you'd hear his name out, you know, and bout and stuff. But I mean, I like the early 2000 game. Even the mid 2000, like the mid 2000, like towards the like 2008, nine, you know, like, but I can't do the game now. I can't like the, I don't even like hearing him now. Like he's just, a, <laughs> yeah, he's irritating now. Like, okay, are you a DJ Quick fan? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna change it if it's on, but yeah. Right. You okay. Know? What What about a Tupac fan? Yeah, but see, the thing about it is Pac is he, he's real big. He had a real big impact on everybody. You know, like he's part of the. You know, he's forever gonna you know have a legacy. But I mean, I'm not really like a a huge super you know Pac you know like fanatic. You know, like okay, okay. What about Snoop? Yeah, he had he made his imprint in the game. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't dig him that much. To really? be honest, and I don't. I mean, it's it's too much controversy around, you know, like and he's another Hollywood dude, you know, like and mm -hmm. I'm not saying nothing bad about, you know, like uh -huh. but I mean, it's just like I don't know. Okay, what about uh groups like the Dog Pound? I mean, they're decent. They're cool. I okay. Like, I was I would bump them, but you know, I'm not going to go out of my way for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to Okay, so let's get to the Midwest. You, you like Eminem? Yeah, he was like, he had like a big, big, like, you know, like, impact on me, like, for, you know, like, music-wise and stuff, especially as a kid, you know, like, but I mean, as far as, like, his, uh, all his albums going, I mean, I'd say the, the 8 Mile soundtrack would probably snatch them all. Really? Yeah. Okay, that was my next question. What would, what would you say was his first album? I mean, his best album. Yeah. The A Mile, you said? Yeah, I said the soundtrack. The, the soundtrack. Of the movie. I said that he accidentally took it when he wiped all that, you know, as far as all his albums go, EPs, all that. Like, I said, he, he took it with that. Okay. Okay, now let me ask you this. Um, have you seen the Notorious Big movie? Um, no. Never seen it? Nope. Okay, have Parts you ever, of it, I mean. Okay, have you ever seen Straight Outta Compton? Um, no. <laughs> nope. I mean, the critics and, you know, little pieces, but <laughs> never seen the whole movie. No. Okay. Have you seen Get Rich or Die Trying? Yeah. Okay. Let's take, let's go with that one. Get Rich or Die Trying. Obviously, you've seen Eight Mile. Yeah. Have you seen the, um, the Tupac movie? Um, no, not the whole thing. And I always intended to really sit down and watch that, but I mean, that's one I kind of like, you know, kick myself for not being able to <laughs> sit down and watch. <laughs> okay. If there's anyone that I recommend you watch, Watch Straight Outta Compton. I, I thought it was done very, very well. All right. Um, That's a, the one where um, his son plays. No, uh, Straight Outta Compton is the NWA movie. Okay. Yeah, that one. It's the NWA I movie. I thought I was going to say uh, the one where uh, Cube's son plays. Yes, yeah. correct. Okay, correct. Yeah, that was the one. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Uh, it, it was done very, very well. Watching it, you actually, well, at least for me. I actually forgot that it was a story NWA. I actually thought I was watching like an 80s, like story just a, a story movie. Yeah. You know, it was, I, I was very, very entertaining, man. So they took you off your seat. Like, they yeah. Kinda, okay. I, I think you'll, you'll enjoy that one. So let's just say between 8 Mile and, and Get Rich or Die Trying, which one would you like best? I mean, I'd say uh, 8 Mile. And I'm, and that's just based on the like, 
the like the openness, you know, like I feel like the truth more, you know, out of eight mile, like the dude's exposing himself, you know, like the most embarrassing moments of his life to, you know, like the most, you know, successful, you know, like emotionally, you know, like moments of his life. And I feel like the give Richard Dice Fine, it was not it wasn't truthful enough. I mean, I don't honestly like feel like his his story was told like, you know, like a hundred percent authentically, you know, like and that's just me. That's my opinion. You know? Right, right. Okay. Now, do you like the the newer stuff, uh, like the latest stuff that uh, Eminem has done? No, none. I mean, the Kamikaze was okay. I mean, but I mean, and that's just the controversial part. Oh. Uh -huh. But I mean, no, no. I what, what, what do you think it is? Because I know you said it about Snoop. You said it about Game. You said it about other rappers that it's almost like they start off really, really hot, and then towards like. I don't want to call it the end of their career, but like their latest stuff, it's almost like you said, it's almost like it's Hollywood now. It's different. It's because it's probably, it's, it, maybe it's the difficulties in trying to sustain, you know, like your success and, and, you know, trying to keep up with, you know, like all the good work you've, you're putting out or you've put out in the past. I mean, I'd say that as opposed to like, you know, maybe, um, beating yourself every time. I mean, you can't, there's, there's a limit, you know, you can't just, right. You can't, you can't just every like, like with Eminem, you could tell, for example, the Kamikaze, he's trying his hardest. Really? He's, I mean, I feel in that he has putting all his energy into that album, and it's nothing. It's like no, no way, shape, or form is it surpassing any of his previous work. And I, that's just my opinion. Do you think it's almost like we can't say that he lost it? But is it possible that maybe he lost his ear to the street and now he's just trying to replicate what he's already accomplished? Like, let me just come at him with some other, with some shit that I've done before instead of just being himself. I mean, it's possible, but I mean, I'd say like, he's probably dealing with a lot too, you know? Okay. I mean, he's, he's older, like he's had heart attacks and stuff. Like the dude's not, he's not, it's not just Eminem, you know, like pop, pill popping Marshall Matters no more. It's a, it's a dude who's really got problems in life. He's older, you know, like the dudes, you know, medical wise. He's just, I mean, I say it's a lot more to it, you know, like yeah. that's what I would, you know, that's what I would, that's probably the perspective I take. You know, I, I've been in the studio with dudes that I won't mention, but to me, I consider them legends. And um, they're in there and they're working on music. And to be quite honest with you, I look at it almost like, oh, that's not really you. You know, it's not really you. It's almost like they started off hot in the early 90s and now we're like maybe 2015. <laughs> and and I'm like, it seems like you're trying to sound like what got you where you're at, which is the first yeah, album. Exactly, yeah. And they said, yeah, we are. We're, we're trying to re replicate, or duplicate what we've already, and I'm like, I mean, is, is that a time now that we just hang it up? I mean, I say like, if you pay attention like to, for example, Jay-Z. Okay. I'm not saying mimic the dude's career. You know, like, you know, like white chalk line, his exact shape, whatever, but like pay attention to, you know, like what he's doing and how he's doing it. And like, dude is like, he falls back. He comes through with a two piece, he falls back, you know, like, and he gives you jewels. Yeah. You know, he gives you something that any, and it seems effortless. I mean, to me, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Like he gives you something that he's not even trying his hardest. And you know, like he's got the you know like the baddest female in the game, you know, arguably. And I mean, like, and then you know, like he says it himself. You know, he you know he puts out books. You know, he's mo he's put he has multiple hats. You know, like he's in the, from the producing to the CEO. You know, and all that. I mean, the dude he 
he's going to fade to black, you know, like quote unquote. Now, you know, that's his quote. He's going to fade to black and, you know, like eventually we're not even going to hear about him or know whatever happened to him, you know, but he is going to have a legacy that's strong and, you know, superior and, you know, and, and no blemish, you know, like without, yeah. without yeah. blemish. Are you a huge Jay-Z fan? No, not at all. I'm just giving you an example, you give me an example. Of, of how someone would like, like maybe conclude their career. Right. Given the success that they've had in the past. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, I like to ask people this question because these are two classic albums that, well, everybody considers them classic. It's the, the Biggie, Double CD, All I, I mean, uh, Life, was it, Life After Death? And then you got Tupac, the Double CD, All Eyes On Me. If you had to choose one, which one would you choose? All Eyes On Me. Okay. Uh, you know what's funny? I think I've only had one person say the Biggie album. <laughs> because to me, I love both of those fucking albums. I, yeah. I, I thought those both both of those albums were fucking instant classic. But if I yeah, had to no, choose one, uh, I would have to say the the Pac album. Yeah. You know, uh, do you have a favorite Pac song? Um, man, I mean, I relate to so many of them songs. Uh huh. I mean, I say a uh, favorite Pac song. You know what? <laughs> Um, they are balanced out to be like my favorite. I I can't even pick. You know, there's not even one I would say stands out more than than the next. Okay. Any other rapper, or group, or album that I didn't mention that might have caught your attention or might have uh, uh, motivated you to do what you're doing today? I mean, I feel like uh, like there was a lot of people that were slept on, you know, throughout the years. I mean, like like you know, Crooked Eye and a lot. You know, some of them dudes from Slaughterhouse and you know, like you know, D12 and all that. But I mean, they couldn't keep up with. You know, the work, but you know, like the work ethic, you know, like as the required and stuff. But some of those dudes are lyrically like gifted. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel. Okay. Okay. That'll work, man. Check this out. We're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break. That was, uh, we just finished our first 30 minutes. Okay. We're going to come back up to 10 minutes and we're going to talk about when you first started recording, uh, how you got hooked up with Misfit and what are you guys working on next? Okay. All right, brother. Yeah. All right, everybody, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Play From The West is in the motherfucking building. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break. Uh, make sure you guys go get something to eat, something to drink, and uh, don't fuck around. Let us know that you're back. 10 minutes. Once again, everybody, welcome to Rodian Radio episode 130. And uh, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it with... Play from the West. How you doing, man? What's going on? You good? Yeah. Ten minute break. Uh, uh, uh. Got a little stretch. stretch your legs out, huh? Got a little stretch. Got to hydrate real quick. That'll work, man. Yeah. That'll work. Hey, listen. Okay, so we were talking about music earlier, as far as you know, albums, rappers, you know, stuff like that. Around what age would you say you started writing? I mean, I want to say twelve. I actually performed. I was like a little kid at a probation office and stuff, and uh, yeah, like a little karaoke setup. At a probation office, like, like, yeah, like, it was like amongst like a reward type thing where they were like, okay, you can keep this if you, you know, you complete this and don't go to jail for, you know, this amount of time and stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was like a reward type thing. Okay. And, uh, um, uh, that being your first time performing, how was it, man? Were you it nervous? It was hard because I was, I was so restricted. Lyrically, I couldn't say, you know, like bad words and I couldn't, I couldn't be me. Right. So I was like, oh, no, these dudes are trying to, you know, form me into something. And so it was like, I, I just sounded dorky as hell. Like, <laughs> I felt like I, you know, I'm up here like, you know, like a puppet, just, you know, being who they want me to be. But I took home the karaoke machine, you know, and I completed the little course and got on probation. You know? So it worked out. It worked out fine. Okay. Now, now, now let's talk about if you could remember the first time you actually ever recorded. I mean, I say this time I, I, I got out. I got out of prison. 
I did 11 years straight and I came out and I was really, I was devoted to actually getting into a real booth and, you know, like laying down an actual track, you know, not on a little voice recorder, not on a phone, voicemail, like, like, and, 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 I, and it took place. Like one of the homies with the socios, he put, you know, like he put me in the booth and I, uh, and I kind of went in there and gasped. I shocked the hell out of him, the engineer. Like, everybody was like, oh, shit. You know, like, they were shocked because they didn't think I was going to, you know. But I just had a lot of, you know, lyrics bottled up and stuff. Went in there and just, you know, I kept going and going and going. So I was like, you know what I'm saying, just recording it. And I ended up losing a lot of it. Matter of fact, if I remember. Okay. Okay. Now, now let's back up a little bit, I guess, before you got locked up. Uh, uh, do you remember, what did you used to record on? Because you said you, you, you did a couple of demos, I guess. If I'm correct, or did you did it start recording until after? No, no, I didn't do any demos. I mean, I was recording on like mini cassettes. Yeah, that, that's okay, what yeah. I'm saying. So right. when you would record yourself, like, what would you rap over? Um, uh, beats like Black Secrets of the Hidden Temple, instrumentals, like whatever okay. I could find on a CD. You know, like inside of the CD warehouses and stuff at the time. This is though three, oh two. You know, like okay. so. And then I got like these little these little budgets because I'm like 12 and stuff, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was rapping with, so I had the little CD player in the background with some like CL20 type, you know, headphones and <laughs> I'm trying to put it together and you know, like <laughs> right. just so I can hear myself, you know, play over and over. Okay, <laughs> now when you recorded yourself and and uh, uh, you would play it back, did you like what you heard? Yeah, I was actually kind of proud of myself. I wanted to keep going, I was I'm motivated, I mean, uh -huh. Yeah, I'm, I liked it. I was, you know, I was content. And and did you ever show it to anybody else? And, and what did I they mean, think? Like, see, my mom, I don't know why, you know, like she was so against it sometimes, but she would confiscate it. So I'd have to deal with hiding it from her, you know, but going to school and showing people and stuff, you know, like, you know, like I'd show, I'd show the people I could show were really limited, limited in number and stuff. But I mean, I would show it off. Uh -huh. You know, I would. You know, I was a little shy about it, but I showed it off, though. Uh huh. And, 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 and what was the feedback that your, maybe your homies were giving you? Did some of them like it? It says it needs work. Or... I actually didn't get no bad feedback at all. Really? Yeah, none. Okay. Okay. So from there, you just kept it pushing and then you pretty much did a, a you know, your 11 years. Yeah. I went to jail like so many times in between. I was, I was not focused enough to actually record anything. But then when I did the 11, I came out and I mean, like I said, the homie with, you know, with Sucio, he, he kind of like, he kept me, you know, focused. He kept calling me every week. Like, come on, come on, come on. We got studio time. Come on. And I'd go and I'd go and boom, 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 boom. You know, I'm recording. And then sure enough, you know, like, I, he, you know, started me up a little YouTube channel and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like, this is, this is cool. And then he just made sure I, I got what I wanted, you know what I'm saying, out of it. You know, like, whether it be just the actual track or, you know, like, and then eventually I started, you know, with the videos. Okay. You know, like, you know, I started from the bottom with like, you know, like bad, you know, bad quality and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, I got started, you know, doing music with other people. And then, you know, I, that's when I met, I met the homie right here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now let me ask you this. While, while you were locked up, did you do a lot of writing? Yeah, of course. Of course. That's all I did was write. Okay. I was, I mean, I was in and out the hole. So I was like, I came out with, a, you know, like a little backpack full of notebooks and stuff. I mean, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't just not write, you know, like. Right. You know, you're in there with so much time on your hands, you know, like you read, you know, like and write. That's it. You know, it right. gives you, and then you're in there with a developing, maturing perspective. So, I mean, how can you pass on all that, you know? Right, right. You know what? Because I've interviewed people that have did some time and uh, they, they, they've told me now when I was in there, I didn't write. Like, I didn't want to write. And so I just kind of just wondered why, you know, if you wrote in there. And if you did, uh, uh, did you ever rap for anybody in there? And what was what was their feedback? To be honest with you, um, if I was close, like like with with you or, or something like you were my you know my celly or something, I probably would. 
I probably would, you know, but open up and like, okay, look, hear me out, look, check it out. And then I'd shock you, you know, and, and the next, you know, cause, because I don't want to draw, you know, like a crowd and then people right. put me out there and then this has happened. You know, I know people from Juvenile Hall and they'll be like, oh, what's up, fool? Hey, spit some of that one shit, you know, remember that one song? And then next thing you know, I got people like, you know, like, I don't want to do all that. You know, I got like 20 people demanding to hear some lyrics that I wrote when I was like 14. And, and you look back on it and, it, you know, your previous work is, you know, dorky because you surpassed it as you grow. So it's like, but yeah, no, I just, if I was close, I'd, I'd probably let you hear something. Okay. Now, so you're released. You get out. How soon after that do you start first working? First month. Like, I'm talking about like first month. Okay. And, and you were now in the studio. And uh, uh, who's, who's beats, who's producing your music for you? Um... Uh, the homie Janky, he's an engineer out of South Central. Um, he was actually the first uh, engineer I worked with. Yeah, Janky, and then um, who else? Um, the homie Roscoe BG. Shout out to Roscoe BG. He uh, he's from Inglewood. He like he's like a you know lyricist, you know artist slash engineer slash you know like he's real gifted as well. But uh, yeah, he's another artist I work with to this day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, how many tracks did you guys record? Like when you said when you got out. Um, who me and the homie? Yeah. Um, yeah. We recorded probably like about I want to say two, three. I mean together. Yeah. yeah. Like two or three. Okay. And and uh, your your solo stuff. How many did you do? Um, probably like a half, like a half dozen maybe. Okay. So you stayed active in the studio, uh, working. I mean, yeah. I mean, I tried. You know. I tried, the homie tried to keep me out of the streets a lot, you know, so, and it, and it worked because I was enticed by music and recording. So every time we'd be like, all right, we got studio time, I'd be like, let's roll, you know, like, yeah, it yeah. worked. Okay. And, and uh, a lot of that stuff that, that you have, that you recorded then, mm. is it available for people to listen to right now? I mean, I have a YouTube channel, um, and, and that's, that's available. Uh, there's a lot of music I haven't released yet because I feel like, you know, maybe my, um, my sound didn't come off as well and okay. it's not like as perfect as I want it to be or like maybe just you know I feel like it could be engineered better you know like whatever the case may be but uh I have a lot, I have a lot of stuff I haven't released like a lot you know um and then there's a lot of stuff that I have released and I just overlooked whatever mistakes you know just based on I don't want to let a, get a big old gap just you know pass without me letting nothing go you know right right okay and and uh, um so you record this stuff you release it what was the feedback you were getting? I mean, to be honest, I mean, you're always going to have your negative as well as, you know, po your positive and stuff. But, I mean, I was getting support, like, from everybody I knew, you know, like, as far as, you know, as much support as they can give me and stuff. I mean, all my homeboys and homegirls and stuff, you know, like, yeah, they were they were really, like, you know, pushing my stuff and, you know, posting it or whatever. They, they, they feel it, you know? Yeah. They feel it, especially like in my environment and stuff. You know, a lot of my enemies bump my stuff, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, but yeah. Okay. Now, 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 how, how did you come to meet Misfit? Mm. Um, I was following him. <clears throat> One of my homies put me up on him. And, uh, I mean, I was digging his sound. The dude was gifted, you know, he was talented and stuff. And, um, yeah, I was following him. And then I ended up running into him in the streets, actually. No shit. Yeah, I ran into him in the streets. We were from a you know, small little city and shit. But, uh, yeah. And then we, uh, I, I hit him up and asked him uh, if, we, if we could do a track together. He said, yeah. And so he called me in one day and we ended up, uh, I think we ended up doing beef. <coughs> yeah, and that ended up being like a, you know, big to me because, I mean, it was a cool ass track, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I ended up. Meeting him, you know, like, and then he, you know, like, I think he shouted me out, 
I mean, one morning and shit, I woke up, my notifications were like blowing up and stuff. And I only had a couple hundred, you know, like followers at the time. So to me, I'm like, what the hell? I'm half asleep and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's how we ended up uh, coming to work together and stuff. Okay, now, now, uh, how far along are you guys on? A, you guys doing a project together? Is he yeah. just producing your, your no, music? No, I mean, um, we're actually working together. Um, he's helping me do my first project, actually. Um, but yeah, we got we got something cooking up, you know. Yeah, we got something cooking up. We got an actual album and stuff. It's, it's in the works. Okay, and and uh, when can uh, the fans uh, expect this to probably be out? I know you don't have a specific date, uh, but obviously, twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, I'd say the time frame is uh, soon, actually. I mean, I'm, I was at a point, you know, like, just, I had still a lot of stuff going on in my life where I was at a standstill, you know what I'm saying? And then plus the homie with his studio. And, uh, but yeah, no, I think, you know, pretty soon we should be, you know, like, at least not for sure, for sure, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Miss Fitz said four or five months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that'll work, man. Both yeah. Oh, for both projects. So that'll be yours and his? Well, I'm doing his. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Okay, yeah. uh, so he's doing an EP on you and an EP together. Yeah. Okay, that's dope, man. That's dope. So how many how many songs, if you can share, um, would you say you're far along on your your stuff? Well, we, we barely. You you got to keep in mind we we barely uh connected for, formed the whole idea of these projects like right before the whole little you know pandemic took place and stuff in the homie studio. You know, like he ended up having to you know. Um, change studios and stuff. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, and then I got sick and everything. But uh, yeah, this just barely took place. We just barely, you know. Okay, that'll work, man. That'll work. And uh, obviously, you, you, what is it about Misfits production that you like? Man? He's unique. He's unique as hell. And he's not afraid to like, really like, you know, no, I would say like, jump outside of, you know, like whatever you would consider our culture is, you know, like, and uh, yeah, his sound is just, you know, I dig it. Okay, and is, is it sound? Is it is it different from what you were working on before? Um, what do you mean? As far as like the beats that you used to rap to, like um, is this sound different from? Oh well, I mean, I could pretty much work with anything. I mean, as far as like instrumentals go, but yeah, his 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 beats, I dig them regardless. You know, like so so like I'm I haven't been you know I'm not used to like working with those kind of instrumentals, but I mean I'm I'm loving it so far. So you know, yeah. You know, that'll work, man. That'll work. So uh, um, now let me ask you this. Uh, they're talking about opening things up soon for, the, for this pandemic. They're saying Friday. I know Orange County, I believe, has already opened things up. Hopefully soon we'll be able to open up things a lot more. We'll be, we'll be able to do shows, you know, perform. Because yeah. there's a lot of artists that uh, look forward to performing, promoting their music or whatnot, meeting greets. Yeah. Are you looking forward to performing? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm real, like, excited about whatever, you know, comes my way. I'm, you know, ready to embrace it. Okay. And uh, do you like performing? I mean, I've only, like I said, I've only did it once my whole life, and it wasn't really, like, nothing serious. Oh, that was that one. <laughs> yeah. It was like a don't cuss, you know, like, <laughs> all right, get out of here. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like, I'm real. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm real open to it. I think I, I kill it, you know? Yeah, that'll work, man. You, you know what? I've talked to a lot of... uh rappers that have sat there and have actually have told me surprisingly that they didn't like performing why is that i i have no idea i was trying to get that out of them you know they just said nah i, I don't like it uh, i get nervous uh i forget my lyrics but i think everybody at some point gets nervous i mean i used to dj up on stage okay what years. about what about when you surpass that and you won't become it then what you gotta love it then you gotta love mean? it then yeah exactly 
You know, I mean, it's, it's, kind, think- it's kind of like there's even rappers that have sat there and even told me to this day that they still don't like to hear uh, the, the sound of their voice, that they don't like their voice. But they got great songs. They just said, ah, I just never got over that. Uh, uh, do, do you like to hear yourself now? Do you do you I mean, your own stuff? Only the songs that I haven't let go yet because I don't like the way I came out. Okay. The stuff that, you know, like it's unreleased. But the rest of it, I mean, yeah, I do. I, I, believe it or not, I listen to a lot of my own shit. Okay. You know, when, I mean, when I'm in the car, you know, like I, I, I bump my own stuff, you know, especially like stuff I'm, I'm really like lyrically proud of, you know, like put stuff that might have went right past people's head, you know, but I mean, I felt like, you know, like it was deep to me, you know, like I, I really like, I like the way I come off. I like my sound. Okay. That'll work, man. And hopefully everything that you and Misfit work, uh, uh, work out together, hopefully it takes off, man. Yep. I, I, I mean, uh, I got to meet Misfit like, how long ago was it now? Two years now, bro? Yeah. Two years ago, and he reached out to me, you know? And and I'll be honest with you, I'd never heard of the guy. I'd never heard of him. And he had asked me to be in a video. He wanted me to be in a, a, do a cameo, so I told him, send me the song. I heard it. I liked it, but I, I wanted feedback. So I told my son, tell me what you think. And he said, I think it's dope. What song is it? A song called Revenge. Okay. So you guys can look it up, Revenge. I have a cameo appearance on... And that the video was actually very, very... Uh, clever it was a real dope dope yeah. video yes yes okay. the whole idea it's almost like you're watching a little mini movie in a video okay. those are great visuals okay those are they're just not in front of a liquor store with a red cup blowing weed smoke you see what i mean the they're only stepping outside the what you would consider our coaches right like, that's what i figure that's what i like you know like yeah that's, that's and then and then he comes with me with uh embrace the breakdown album which i <laughs> which i'm gonna go ahead and say it's his best work okay and um, I, I was blown away. And so we started podcasting here, and I said, "You got to be my number two. So he he was the number two episode. We're now we're at one thirty. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I told him, I said, "You got to come in, bro. You got to come in." <laughs> and right. uh, um, he came in with a little bit of controversy back in the day, but it, all that was squashed, and it's been taken care of. It's water under the bridge, and we've moved on. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, uh, he came with some heat on that record, man. And as a matter of fact, it was um, late 2019 because I said that that was the, at least in my opinion, the number one independent uh, album uh, 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 of the year. That's what I said. Okay. The, my favorite independent album of the year, bro. And it was that one. So it was really, really dope. So, well, well, Alex, what was the name of that one song that I like? Love Story or Love? Uh, oh, soundtrack to Love. Sound, soundtrack to Love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite song off of that man. Okay. So, but if you haven't heard it, check it out. I'm gonna check it out. And yeah. for those of you that haven't heard it, go check out "Embrace the Breakdown" soundtrack to love. That was my favorite shit right there. <laughs> and uh, Hellraiser, he had another song called Hellraiser on there. So I hope he brings that type of vibe to this project right here. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, now let me ask you this: Do you uh, uh, do you write your own choruses and everything? Oh yeah, nothing else is written by nobody else. I mean, all the stuff that I rap about in the booth is all me. I, I write everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, now, because, you know, I've asked people that, uh, have, has anybody ever wrote for you? And, of course, they get offended. And I understand. Yeah. But no, I, no, yeah, no offense. Okay, but no, just, I like to ask. Yeah. I mean, I can understand, you know, like you would want to know. Right. I mean, you're, I mean you, you're entitled to know. I mean, no, nah, nobody has ever written anything for me. I would just, I'm just against, you know, personally, you know. Mm-hmm. Anybody, you know, doing that for me. I mean, okay. I want to write my own lyrics. I want to be proud of myself or learn from it, you know, lyrically. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Now, now let me ask you this: If somebody were to ask you and they wanted to pay you to ghost ride for them, would you? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Now, now because there's been there's been dudes that have sat here and they've said, "No, nah, I can't ghost ride for nobody." And I go, "Even if they paid you, nah." No, like, like you know, I, first of all, I don't rap, but I, I would produce beats for people. You know, uh, I mean, the the rapper doesn't necessarily have to be the producer either, <laughs> but I produce for them. You know, pay me and I'll do it. Yeah. But so when I ask these people, you know, would you ghost ride? Nah, I can't do that shit. That shit's fake. <laughs> Why? You know, I don't know. It's a hustle. I mean, yeah, it's a, it is a hustle. It is a hustle. But there's a lot of people out there that make a lot of money ghost riding for people, man. You know, so. I do it for sure, hundred percent. Now, uh, uh, are you into some of the new stuff that's out as far as rap is concerned? The new stuff, which let's just say within the last maybe five years. I mean, like as far like as far as like artists like from it, LA or it doesn't matter where they're from. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I dig a few, like Teezy and like you know a lot of these like what is that dude's name uh, from, from from Compton? Uh, I like yeah, I like a lot of the dudes. These new younger dudes, these little pill popping mumble rappers. Some of them are actually like, they're actually kind of, I trip out on them. You know, their characters are more enticing, if anything, you know, like, and they actually hearing them get in the booth and, and go crazy. It's, a, it's just, that's just very interesting. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a question and this is not to insult you, but mm -hmm. just to ask you. I asked one guy this and he got mad at me, but I'm going to ask. If Takashi69 told you I'll give you 50 G's to do a song with me, would you? No. No, I wouldn't. Come okay. on, I got the world looking at me. Like, <laughs> nah, I'd probably, I'd probably be like, you know what? Let's get in the booth and talk. You know, like, and I'd probably slap him up for publicity, maybe. <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm playing right. around. <laughs> right, right. But, but yeah, I asked this guy that and he got offended. Why would you ask me that, man? It's just a fucking question, dude. Like, it's just a question. It's a, it's a question that can be converted to a joke. I mean, why? Right. Don't right. be so serious about it. Now, now, let me ask you this. See, now, I know for a, there was a guy that I know personally that was approached by Takashi's people oh, shit. to do a song. And, and here's the, here's the, the funny part. He's a Chicano rapper. Oh, wow. Takashi wanted to do a song with a Chicano rapper. This dude calls me up and he asks me, Tone, what would you do? And I says, no. Don't ask me. I go, look, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will tell you what I would do. <laughs> I would say no. He goes, but he's, he's offering me to pay me this much money. What were the numbers? A lot of money. Triple? Like a lot of money. Oh, wow. And and because he was willing to pay. And I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to win some of that street clout. You know, it's almost like he already did the fucking snitching shit, you know. But I guess he was trying to, like, say, like, look. Would, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you consider Takashi um, um, went in the, in the correct direction with the artist that he approached? To get and acquire that street clout? That's a good question. And and I would probably say, I think he was trying to just earn some street cred by going to these people. But this person said no. He said no because okay. of all the repercussions that I would face, mm -hmm. regardless of the money that you're going to give me, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Now, somebody asked me, <laughs> would, would you interview Takashi? Okay. Now I have to look at myself like a hood journalist. Okay. <laughs> and, and if he sat right there, I would drill him, bro. I would, because I think there's questions that the streets want to know. With a big ass plexiglass, <laughs> a bulletproof glass, like between you guys, or how would this work? Like, 
You go under the table or over it. Like, right, right, right. I'm, I'm just <laughs> right. You, you know, I, I mean, of course, I, I, I wouldn't want to, but if career-wise, you feel like that would be a, a smart move. You know what? That's another good question. You know, no, but you know what? Let me give you an example. That lady, what's her name? Gail something. She interviewed R. Kelly, right? Yeah. And R. Kelly got up and said, "You guys are killing me," and blah blah blah. Was that a was that a a, a killer career move for her to interview him? She was a journalist. So it was more of an obligation career wise. It, it, I mean. Well, I guess it was more of her job. For me, I'm not in her position, so I think I have a lot more to lose. But you're more. You're more. You're more. You sound like you're adamant, like you would. Yeah, you, you, I drill him. You know, like you're like you know for sure you do it. Like you have it already set in your mind. Right. Like, there's questions that you you would ask him. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, for the streets, so everyone else out here can know. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, put it this way: it's, he already admitted that he snitched. Okay, yeah. so that's why I'm kind of like undecided. Like, would I? Because he already admitted, I don't have to ask him that shit anymore. <laughs> so what's the point of him sitting across from me? So it, well, what would you ask? What would be the three? Million dollar questions that you would ask him. Did you snitch? Number one, he, he he'll, of course, he'll already admit it. Well, yeah, you, there would be no need to ask him that one. Okay. Okay, let's not waste them. Okay. Let me see. Three million dollar questions. <laughs> now he's interviewing me. It got good. Okay. I, I would probably have to think about it and write them down, but I will say another one was this. Why, if all those other guys that were with you snitched, why were they only singling you out as the rat? Damn. Well, maybe he was the more detailed, like, because all yeah, of them snitched on each other. All of them did. But it was only, they were only singling out. Well, I mean, he's going to get the most attention. Right. He's got the most finances. He's got the most fame. You know, like the dude right. is, you know, like, he's he's the biggest, you know, like fish. Right. See, but that's fish. a question for him to, to answer. Yeah, of course. And, and, and uh, if you ask me. Last question. Well, if you ask me, I think because out of all of them, he was the only Latino in there. That, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, a very good point. So, so stuff like that. I know he said it behind behind their back. They were, you know, boning his baby mama, and they, they wanted to kidnap him. They, you know, did, <laughs> did they really kidnap you? You know, uh, uh, but were they really boning? Not really, your leg hanging out the trunk. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think somebody just needs to do a little documentary on his ass so he could just spill his guts. Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't work with him. Just keep you know, keep a long story right. short, I wouldn't work with him. I wouldn't even like to be. I'm a two striker, you know. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even act like I'm gonna work with him. Just right, to, you right. know, attack the dude. Like he's gonna snitch on me. Like there's no question about it. Like we know this already. That's without question. So like, why would I even do that? I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot. Like right, right. The dude's gonna tell. Like, and that's why this guy said I can't do it. He yeah. just said he. So he called me and asked me, "What do you think?" And I said, "I wouldn't do it." I said, "I wouldn't do it." You got a lot to lose, bro. No, I'm a, yeah. If anything, keep him as far away from me as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need to. I'm the protecting in the restraining order. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Do that. And and and, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, there was another guy that I interviewed here, mm. and I I would never give up his name. But there was another guy that I interviewed here that was approached by Takashi's people as well. Oh wow! Uh, uh, and it wasn't Takashi himself, but yeah, it, of his people. His team, his team. You know, would you be willing to work with them? And they just said, he just said, nah. He said, I'll be honest. He goes, I, I almost thought they were actually recording me. Like I, it was almost like some. <laughs> so weird it was shit. an immediate no. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an immediate no. You know. Okay, that's but, smart though. You know, when you're dealing with people like that, it's hard to trust. 
You, yeah. you just it's better if you just avoid them. It's, so. Yeah, of course. It's I mean it's a dirty game. You got yeah. people doing desperate stuff. I mean Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I would just stay away from it altogether. Completely. Yeah. Okay. All right, check it out, man. We're coming to the end of our interview. Uh it's been interesting. Um uh um I'm glad you came. I'm glad Misfit came. I'm excited to hear your stuff, your stuff together, because I know he brought uh truth. Mm-hmm. And his shit is it's the truth. Yeah. Okay. Now, truth is a very gifted dude. Yes. Yes. Very gifted dude. So I'm excited to hear your stuff. Yes. And I know it's, it's going to blow me away. So next time you guys in the studio, are you going to still be going to the same spot or no? No, no. Okay. Okay. He built a studio. Okay. He's going to have to invite me now when I bring him a bottle of champagne or something. Yet, <laughs> you know, I'll bring him a bottle of yeah. champagne and, you know, we'll break it over his laptop to celebrate <laughs> or something. <laughs> he wants the bucanas. <laughs> yeah. But um, at this point, man, any shout outs you want to give, anything you want to say, anything I didn't ask you? Um, no, nah, not really. As far as the questions go, like, nah, not really. I mean, you know, just, you know, like a lot of artists, you know, that I've worked with, you know, shout out to them, you know, in the past and stuff. And, uh, hopefully I could have worked with a lot more, you know, but out names and stuff. Cause then I, if I say one person's name, I'm gonna have to say them more, you know, and then next, right. you know. <laughs> All good. Cause you, you forget one. I'm gonna get unfollowed by a dude. I'm not even gonna notice. Um, follow me like. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All good, man. Well, listen, man. Thank you for coming, bro. And I just want to say that I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. And uh, I just appreciate it. Yeah, man. You're working with that guy, bro. Oh, yeah. well, sky's the limit, brother. Oh, no, he's a genius. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, um, take a ten minute break. Uh, Miss Miss Soto in the motherfucking building. Brace the breakdown, my favorite shit. Okay. Uh, play it from the west in the motherfucking building. And you know who just walked in, big dog? Who's that? Some hot chick named Nina Beretta just oh, walked yeah, in. No, no, yeah, She's that. hot on the streets right now. I peeped her. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back. Make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know <laughs> that player from the West and Misfit Soto's in the motherfucking building. We'll be back 10 minutes. Two striking with attitude. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio, episode 130. And uh, once again, I want to encourage everybody to go to documentary forward slash and buy an ad if you want to promote your OnlyFans page uh, if you want to promote your twerking videos whatever the hell you do you can go to documentary forward slash ads and there you could buy a one minute ad you could buy one episode ad you could buy uh, two weeks worth of episodes or you could buy one month worth of episodes so we encourage you to do that uh, most of you have still been asking me can I still submit music today I got a, a, a weird kind of DM and uh, why do I interview a bunch of nobodies? That's what this one guy told me. Now, first of all, who said there were a bunch of nobodies? Okay. Second, I said this. This platform was dedicated and created for uh, uh, people that never really get any shine, people that have been working hard, people that have been dedicated to their music because no one else is shining light, especially on our people. So that's what it's been cre- created for. So it is not good for our people to call our own people nobodies. So I asked this person, hey, have you, submit, have you submitted your music? And he said, no. Well, there you go. Okay. Submit your music to rodeonradio at gmail.com. And eventually somebody will get in, uh, will look, listen to it. And whenever we find a spot open, we will book you. We, we're usually booked about a month to a month and a half ahead of time. So there is a little waiting period. But just don't get, you know, crazy and DM me and tell me. You know, why you interview, because to me, I'll tell you what, why don't you support Rodian Radio and help me make these nobodies a somebody, okay? Because you're going to want the same support. But without further ado, please allow me to introduce the one and only 
Nina Barreto. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could make it. I'm grateful. I'm here. Thank you for having me. You know what? How was the drive? It was good. It was good. Yeah. It was long. It, it was long, but it was enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. Now you don't mind me asking. Time. Uh, uh, how far did you drive from? Um, San Diego. San Diego, stand up. What? I, I got a lot of homies in San Diego. Yeah. So yeah. So and I would like to show love to you know cities and hoods and everything like that you know yeah. but i'm glad that you made it and i'm glad that you're representing your you know where you're from mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh so other than that i started off with a question because once again i'm a big uh football guy uh, -huh. uh do you plan to watch the super bowl probably not but i like football <laughs> okay i do the chargers Oh, the charges! I like I like the atmosphere. I like the food. I like the beer. So you like to actually I like go. being involved, yeah. Okay. But I mean, if I was by myself, I probably wouldn't watch it. No. All right. But I respect it. Yeah. I can appreciate your love for it. Now, now let me ask you this: Where, I mean, well, how did people from San Diego feel when they moved when the charges moved to LA? Was it a downer? Did some people not care? Did some people? I, I think it feels like a blast for me like you're you're trading like you're you know you're changing right um switching fences i was born in la and i, I lived in la till i was like 13. Okay. so you know so that's a little confusing but i'm from both sides but yeah i think when you know they move it's just like a just a trading like they right you know that's how most people feel now do you think san diego fans would actually drive to la to watch san diego charger games um some people are still diehard yeah, they're yeah. loyal. So I think some people would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, the sad thing is, and this was the word on the street, that nobody wanted them here. Yeah. Here from L.A. I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> yeah, stay in San Diego, right? Right. Yeah. Pretty much stay in San Diego. But you know what? I used to go to San Diego games because I used to like to watch, you know, other teams that would go over there, like whenever the Cowboys, I'm a Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. So whenever the Cowboys would play, I would go over there and yeah. watch them or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that stadium was very, very old, though. Jack Murphy? Uh, uh, the, 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 whatever the name of his. The Qualcomm. That one. Yeah, I think they're shutting it down or something. Yeah. I think. From Probably. I yeah. Because it's very, very old. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of good games there. I've seen John Elway play there. The same year he went to the Super Bowl and beat uh, Green Bay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm a huge football fan, but you claim you're not going to watch the Super Bowl. Probably you're probably going to be the only person. Who, who, I don't even know who's playing. Okay, Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to watch. Tampa Bay and uh, uh, KC, oh, okay. uh, uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Tampa Bay has Tom Brady from New England Patriots playing quarterback. Oh, okay. okay. So it's very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. So okay. I'm going for Tampa Bay. So uh, now let me ask you this. How was your New Year's? Um, uneventful. It was just with family at home. Um not not too exciting really yeah i don't know you know with corona and everything but i usually don't do much on new year's it's all about just being with my family or i'm recording um i'm a homebody for the most part okay okay yeah see i'm the total opposite i i feel like i have to be out and you know what i will be honest too some people are not gonna like what i'm about to say but when the corona all that shit hit i was still out yeah i was still out and about you that, know why is that i guess i had the mentality of May the lie. best immune system, uh, you know, <laughs> wins because I haven't been sick in over six years. Me, no. me either, but I got sick. I got I got COVID. Really? In October. Really? Yeah. It wow. Was, it was. You haven't gotten it? I don't Not plan yet. to get it. <laughs> you still got some time. I don't yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I still got some time and shit. But now, okay. You know what? Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. 
Was it different from a regular flu? Yeah, it was painful. It was like, painful because, I mean, you don't take it as serious until you get it. Right. And then, I mean, again, I, I hadn't been sick in years, just uh -huh. like you. And then, but I remember how it felt. And this was pain from your bones to it, it lasted for so long. I still feel, and this was in October, but I still feel like I have symptoms from it. Really? Yeah, I still get chest pains that I never had before until I got COVID. So, wow. yeah, it was bad. You know what somebody told me uh, that got it? He said, this can, this has to be man-made. That's oh, what I this, believe it, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I really think it was created because maybe to create confusion with the presidency and all that stuff. Right. I really don't think it just so happened and then it spread all over. I do think it was man-made for sure. Maybe it wasn't intended to go as far as it did, but right. it just got out of control. Right. See, now, uh, I've known people that have had it, and here's what they said, you know, that they didn't feel really shit. It just was kind of like a flu, and then they snapped out of it like two weeks later, okay? Then I met the pe people like yourself that have told me it was fucking painful. Yeah. It, 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 my chest was hurting. I, I, I couldn't taste. I couldn't smell. So, and I have to say the people that had it, it was almost 50-50. Some people said it wasn't shit. Some people said it was this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I kind of wonder, like, I wonder then how it affects everyone differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to get it, but I was just out and about. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I cannot stay home. Yeah. You know. So you had a good New Year's then? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> what? Yeah, I had a good New Year's. So I have a good every day. To, to me, every day is a blessing. You good. know, as long as I'm not dead in jail or in the hospital, it's a blessing. Likewise. And you, you'll never, ever hear me complain. I'm not one of those guys that, that ever complains about anything. Because you know what? One thing that I've learned that while we're out here wasting our breath complaining, somebody's taking their last breath. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember reading a meme like that, that someone's in the hospital looking down at the world that we complain every day you know and they can't even get up and get out of their bed and operate i know so yeah and we're too busy over here talking shit about each other hey no yeah yeah, yeah so okay so okay so now let me ask you this uh, um um i'm a big movie buff i like watching a lot of tv you know of course netflix now because we can't go to the fucking movies yeah but uh you like watch a lot of tv and and if you do what do you like to watch whenever you do um not a lot of TV, but I like court shows. I okay. like crime stuff. Same here. Yeah, I like all that stuff. I like even watching the interrogations. I like what about autopsies that. and shit like that? Yeah, I started with those. Now, <laughs> now for some reason, I'm into all the interrogations. They have these sh on YouTube. Like you can uh -huh. see people actually in the interrogations. I'm pretty. Yeah, I like that stuff. Okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, I want to ask you something. Say now, uh, they just happen to pick you up. And yeah. say you, they might think you witnessed something. Didn't they just educate you on what, I mean, on how to answer or how not to answer? Yeah, 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 for sure. You plus, know? plus, it's like, I, I don't understand how the, the cops are sitting there saying, come on, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. If you know so much, then take me already. You know, like, right. I, I don't understand why whoever they picked up is just sitting there talking to them. You know, if they know so much, right. then they wouldn't have to beg you to say something. Right. I would just be out. You, you know. know uh, growing up, I had a lot of young homies, and I used to always tell them, no matter what you do, if you get picked up, you don't say anything. 
The cops are going to tell you, you know, you can determine the outcome of this. You get to go home, we can help you, or we can place you under arrest. It's all up to you. you know, <laughs> okay. Tell us what we already know. Yeah. You know. And, I'd be at home if it was up to me. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, and well, and I would always tell the young home, they're not there to help you. Mm-mm. Yeah. They're not going to let you. They're just trying to get whatever the fuck to incriminate you even more. Exactly. You know, but I remember uh, me and my brother got picked up. I mean, we were fuck maybe 19 mm. and uh we had witnessed something that's all i'll say yeah, yeah. and uh they picked us up and i just sat there the whole time yeah good. A- and you know what they did I-, I don't know if you ever saw this they bring in food sometimes <laughs> I see that. okay yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. bring in food because they believe Get that you all comfortable and yes okay but here's what I've learned. And the, the person who taught me this was actually my brother. My brother was actually uh, friends with a lot of like uh, sheriffs. Mm-hmm. And when he told my brother, my brother told me, so I already had that in my head. They said, because a nervous man or a guilty man will not eat. Oh, interesting. Yes. So since I saw what I saw, yeah. but I already knew what my brother had told me. So when they brought in a, a box of donuts. You went to town? I, I just said, yeah, man, can I have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. yeah and then they, they left my ass in the pro about an hour now okay you can go oh, okay yeah and, and it was funny because my brother walked out with powder donut on his fucking lips what? that's how you yeah. do it yeah that's how you do it <laughs> thanks for the food yeah exactly so they didn't call us back yeah. but uh but those are great shows i like watching them. yeah uh one last one because i've already asked a lot of people this question did you watch the night stalker already um richard ramirez story I nice think talker. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if mm-hmm. you get a chance, or because it's four of them mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix, the Nice Talker. Everybody, check it out. M- many people already seen. I it. don't think I saw the the actual series, but I've seen documentaries. Okay, that motherfucker That's a good was one. crazy. Yes, good one? very good. Yeah, it's very I, good. I will watch it. Yeah, and and uh, the sad part is the motherfucker was Mexican. I know. You know what? I was watching. He did a lot of crazy things. I didn't even know about because I did see the documentaries recently. Interesting yeah. enough. Yeah, that was a good one. He and, was. He was. He was. Nuts. And my favorite, I would have to say, uh, music one uh, when it pertains to music, Quincy Jones Jr. Mm. If you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Watch that one on Netflix. Honestly, I think it's very educational. You'll learn a lot about music and as far as uh, his production and contribution to music in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can actually say that that man would literally is music walking. Mm. Like he is music. Yeah. It, 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 he produced uh, Michael Jackson's yeah, was- uh, Thriller album, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that guy, that guy's incredible. And um, that's one guy that I would like to meet. You that's know. on netflix you said uh, uh yes uh, um, yeah l- look it up um uh, you'll really really enjoy it uh you know I-, I didn't know that he produced a lot of music for like frank sinatra yeah, yeah and he did you yeah. know but um it's like, interesting though huh? how but, someone like that is woven from the beginning till now yes yes i wonder how that happens he he shared a story on there that uh um you know because i don't know too much of frank sinatra mm-hmm. But he shared a story that one day they went uh, on tour with Frank Sinatra. They stopped at a hotel mm-hmm. and they were pretty much saying no blacks allowed. Mm. And Frank Sinatra's whole band was black at the time. So Frank Sinatra said, if he can't stay here, I won't stay here. Good, good man. Yeah. yeah. And they let him stay there. Good. You know, good. so, but it's, it's, uh, it, it was a really, really good one. Yeah, it was. Um, other than that, uh, where originally are you from? Have you always been from 
Oh, oh from no, you said well, L.A. Yeah, San Diego. I, I, man, I had a family that or a mom that moved a lot. Really? Um, I was born in Torrance. Really? Yeah, and then she moved. Like I went to stay with my grandma in Linwood. We lived in Harbor City. That's that's down the street from me. Yeah, I know. It was like my <laughs> it's my childhood's a blur. You know, it was just a bunch of hopping around, and then my mom wanted to move to San Diego. She uh -huh. got remarried, uh -huh. so we moved to San Diego. I moved back to LA. I lived in Downey. Um, I don't even know how to explain myself. Like, where do you say you're from when you're all over the place? You know, <laughs> but yeah, you, California. I'm from California. <laughs> Southern California. I'm from everywhere, man, but I stay in San Diego. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So now let me ask you this. Obviously, you live with your mom, mm -hmm. moving around. What type of music did your mom play? What type of music did you grow up with as a little girl? My mom was into soul music. Oldies, soul. Tina Turner. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. I grew up with that. The oldies. And then my stepdad was into all kinds of music. Michael Jackson. Right. So, yeah, I got a lot of my music from them. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you come from a big family, a lot of brothers and sisters, or no? Um, no, I have one brother and two sisters. Okay. So not, not too big, but I have a lot of cousins. And you the oldest one? The oldest girl. Okay. My brother's older than me. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, uh, where originally is your parents from? Are they from Mexico at all? Yeah, my dad's from um, Guadalajara, and uh -huh. my mom's from New Mexico. All right, all right. Yeah. You, you ever go back and visit in Mexico or, or not, New Mexico? Not recently. No, it's been years, but as a child, I did. Okay. Yeah. That'll work. That'll work. Now, uh, growing up, you play any instruments at all? Um, just my voice. Just your voice? Yeah, I ain't. Eh. No guitars, no nothing. <laughs> Not me. So what did you start doing, singing at first? or? I did start singing. I think my mom called me Tina Turner, I remember, because my name's Christina. So, so she called me Tina Turner. My birth name's Christina. Uh -huh. And for whatever reason, I just wanted to be Tina Turner after that. I, I, I don't know why, but in my little mind, I just wanted to be that. And that's when I started singing. Mm -hmm. And I even tried out for Star Search. And it's been a life of creating. And then my brother started making beats. And then that's when I started rapping. Wow. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Why Tina Turner? What was it about her? I don't know. Maybe during that time, she was just so powerful. And I, I, I can't tell you why it clicked. It just, for some reason, I was like, I wanted to be that. Maybe it was how my mom viewed her or she, my mom was a big fan. Uh -huh. And she just was a powerful woman and I, I want to be that. And it never changed. Okay. okay. It just it just went from singing to rap. But you, uh, obviously you watched that Tina Turner movie. Oh yeah, it made me cry. I cried, I remember watching yeah. it and leaving the theater and crying because I was able to finally see something that um, mimic some of the things that I've seen and that I've gone through. It was hurtful, man. That that was really sad. It was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I won't say too much, but I wish that one day they make a Tina Marie movie. Oh, wow. Because, again, I'm not going to say too much. Mm -hmm. From what I was told, from what I was told, not from what I know, mm -hmm. that she went through a lot of the similar stuff. Yeah. She was put through by a certain individual superstar. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so I wish one day somebody actually were to do. That uh, would be a great movie. Yeah. And it, she's passed too. Yes. She's yeah. passed too. Yeah. And um, I had the opportunity not only to meet, meet her, but also work with her, you know. Mm -hmm. So great, great individual. You know, it, it, the crazy part was that on her records, on her records, she looked actually thicker like she looked like taller 
Yeah. You know, you know. I guess they say the camera ads. Is she tiny? Oh my God, so tiny. Yeah. yeah. Put it this way: when I met her, she didn't have her <laughs> You're hair. Like, where's she at? <laughs> yes. She had her hair slicked back in a ponytail, uh -huh. and she had like a big jersey and like some basketball shorts on. Yeah. So, when my friend brought her in, she was so tiny. Mm -hmm. I mean, she probably looked like to me, mm -hmm. you know. Five two and maybe a hundred pounds, maybe. Oh wow! So, so when I saw her, I asked my friend, hey, did, 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 "Are you going to bring Tina?" And she goes, "Oh, this is Tina right here." And it was a an embarrassing moment for me, because keep in mind, growing up, all I saw her was in those album covers. Right, right. You know, I never, I you know, we didn't have social media where we can just Google what the person looks like today. Right. right. So I'm still thinking I'm going to see the Tina of the album covers. Mm -hmm. So when she showed up, it was just like totally. Mm -hmm. day and night yeah yeah yeah. you yeah. know but uh great experience uh, uh uh working with her and knowing her and talking with her an awesome musician mm -hmm. um but now let me ask you this um growing up you play any sports uh i ran track, really? track and field yeah okay okay and and you, you you like you enjoy doing that i do i can run long distance i can't run fast I mean, unless I'm running Oh, like away sprints. From You're talking about like... Like I can run for miles. I can run long distance. Okay. Do, do you remember what your fastest mile was? Not at all. No. <laughs> I did that for like, uh, maybe for a season and then got into like partying and stuff. And <laughs> you I got, was, in, yeah, got into partying. I just took off. Okay. Yeah. But when I was, when I was a good girl, I was in track and field and all that stuff but that was it no other sports you said when i was a good girl yeah i mean i am now <laughs> i came full circle again but yeah I, I tripped out for a while but i mean i ice skated for a month maybe really? I, I did everything for a little bit <laughs> okay now this might be a tough one for you to answer now because you moved everywhere yeah, so man. what elementary or junior high or high school did you attend a bunch of them I'm, really? telling, I'm telling you before, in, I went to probably like four different elementary schools. I went to three different high schools. It was just a, which, I mean, why does someone move that much? It might be an unstable home situation. Right. You know, people aren't paying bills or whatever as a child. So we're just moving a lot. I, I man, one day maybe I'll figure it out, but I don't have any solid, I, I don't have a high school to go back to, to like for, well, I, yeah. It was a bunch of different schools. Wow, like if you ever want to do a reunion, you, you, you wouldn't have... I have to do it with my friends that I've had, you know, around the way that I've known for years. Wow. That, that was... Okay, like me, since I only went to one elementary, one junior high, nice. and one high school. See, that's... I, I, I find... I Like, I envy that because then you have friends and relationships that you could be like, oh, we grew up together. I wasn't given that opportunity. Every new school, I had to start over again to a point where I just didn't care anymore. I, I was me. I was just going to be to myself as opposed to trying to start all over again. Especially when you're going through school, kids are so rough. You know, they're yeah. so hard. It's not easy to just infiltrate. Yeah. So I just went into myself and started rapping. <laughs> Okay, now, uh, at what point in your life would you say, uh, or let me say, how old were you when you first got introduced to rap? Um, I was probably like 13, maybe younger, maybe 12. I remember the first song my brother showed me was um, My Mind is Playing Tricks on Me, the Scarface. By the, yeah, but the Ghetto Boys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was... If you could speak a little bit closer oh, to the Oh, I'm mic. sorry. Or oh, you yeah. can move it closer. You oh, okay. can move it closer. Okay, yeah. yeah, it was the Ghetto Boys. So I don't, I don't know when that came out, but I was really young. 
That's, that know? was a badass fucking song. Yeah, it was my brother's favorite song, and then he got me onto it. You know, we always want to be like our older brother. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he that was his favorite song, and then that was just like. I think everybody's favorite verse was this year Halloween fell on the weekend. Yeah. That was that was the shit right there. Yeah. You know, and you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, maybe you can tell your brother. <laughs> I toured with those guys. Did you? Yeah, for that album. Oh, you know, and I met them in Texas when that album had just dropped. So I met Scarface, Willie D, uh, uh, Bushwick Bill. Good so, times, huh? Oh fuck yeah! And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what made it so much better, my era than today's era. And I think you will agree if you've been to a lot of shows lately. Mm-hmm. Is that back then, when the rapper would say "Say ho," the crowd would really do it. Today, the audience is full of this. They're not even enjoying the show anymore. Yeah. Everything's, you know. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Back then, we didn't have stuff like this. So you paid to go see your artist mm-hmm. and you fucking went buck wild. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, you sang along. Today, I, I go to a lot of shows, you know, obviously mm-hmm. not through the pandemic, but before. And I would say you got about four or 5,000 people like this. Yeah. They're not even enjoying it. They're just making sure they're recording it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But as an artist, you want the interaction with the crowd, mm-hmm. not just a fucking phone shoved in your face. Yeah. You know, um, and back then when you had in stores, people couldn't buy your music via download. You know, they couldn't buy your music, you know, uh, anywhere else other than the actual stores. Mm-hmm. So you would go in there and meet the artist, get an autograph and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Back then, you heard your songs on the radio. Today is just Spotify and YouTube. Yeah. So, I mean, I, how do I say it? It's great that you could be independent and do that. Mm-hmm. But I believe it takes away from, uh, like, for an example, I can't wait to go tomorrow to Music Plus or the Warehouse or Tower Rex, so I could buy the new Prince album. Today, it's like, oh, I just fucking download it right here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's almost the anticipation of getting something new is gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, things have changed. I've just adjusted with the change. Because when I, I mean, when I perform, you know, when we were performing, um, everyone has their phones, but it's just, a, I mean, they're just excited to show what they're seeing. Right. It's just different. Yeah, like, and it's it's good. I'm not saying, you know, it's not good, but... Mm-hmm. As an artist, you you just want that interaction with the crowd. Yeah, that's know? true. That's true. So, but now, so you were introduced to the Ghetto Boys. My mind's playing tricks on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, uh, what came next? What were some of the groups that maybe as a as a youngster you've heard or you liked or you were attracted to? Man, all of them. Um, gosh, I can't. Who else? Um, Sugar Free and High C. Okay. I did. I did a show with them in Arizona. A long time ago. I, I was trying to see if High C had an Instagram. No. I know. I couldn't find him anywhere. I was like, where's this guy at? He's a dinosaur. He, he Honestly, he, he doesn't want nothing to do with social media. Yeah. I didn't see him anywhere. So I was like, ah, okay. That's my choice. Yeah. Um, Who did I like? She's who didn't I like? Everybody. I mean, yeah. name them. You know, Goody Mob, Wu-Tang Clan. Everybody, of course, Tupac. Everyone liked Tupac. Everyone. Everyone. Every everything that came after the Ghetto Boys, I'm 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 down with. Okay, now, are you a, a big East Coast fan? Um, yeah, I'm a big rap fan. Okay, I'm glad you said that rap fan. Yeah. So now, let me ask you this: uh, Give me your top five, if you had to choose best, if if not artists, albums from the East Coast. 
Um, yeah, like like the Wu Tang Clan. I thought I was part of the Wu Tang Clan for a long time. Um, <laughs> love the Wu Tang. Who else? Um, Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes, dope. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Who from the East? Biggie, of course. Yeah. Foxy Brown. I didn't really like Jay Z for some reason, but I respect him. Yeah. You know. Um, Nas. Nas. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Now. Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Now yeah. from the West Coast, top five artists or top five albums. Man, you know what? I just love music. I I don't have like a top five or I I like. Like right now, I think my favorite artist right now, I listen, like once once I find something, I'll listen to it over and over and over again till, okay. till I burn it out. I really like Kevin Gates. Okay. Do you like Kevin Gates? I think he's cool. You think my, he's- uh, My boys are the one to introduce me to him. I love Kevin. It's that singing, oh, you know who I really like? Zero mm -hmm. from Texas. Mm -hmm. and, and he reminds me of what Zero might've been. Okay. So it's just that that soul and that scene. But I could see how another dude would be like, I don't know about that guy. But <laughs> as far as a female, yeah, right, I, right. I love Kevin Gates. Okay. Uh, NBA I, young boy. Okay. So, yeah. NBA young boy. You like the NBA it, young boy? Not really. but Put it on. <laughs> Turn it up. Not really. But you know what? You know what? I like what you said. You know what? Uh, I'm not a big fan of so-and-so, but I respect him. You know what I'm saying? I respect yeah. their hustle. I respect their hustle. And look. What I'm about to say sounds gonna sound weird, but like, let's just say like Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. I never have ever been a Mariah Carey fan. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, and I wanna say this very clearly, that I ever thought she was whack. No, I think she's a great singer. I just never been a big fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, here's another one, Outkast. That was another one I liked a lot. Okay. I didn't, I never thought they were whack. I just like, well, it's just not for me. Yeah. You know, but every time I've said, oh, you're just hating. Why can't we just be honest? That was always my question. Like, when did the truth become hate? You know, yeah. I guess when it doesn't coincide with what they want you to think. Right. So now it's a hate. Mm. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Are you a huge hater? Or no, no, no. <laughs> no. Yes, bitch. No. Oh. <laughs> let me rephrase that. Are you a Chicano rap fan? Um, What's Chicano rap? Well, that, that's a question for you. What is Chicano rap? Does anyone really label? Um, I I don't I don't know how to answer that. Um, who who came up with Chicano rap like that that label? Do you know? Well, there's a couple of people that take try to take credit for it. I mean, but did they come up with it, or did someone tell them that's what they were? Both. Both. I don't think we can actually pinpoint to a certain person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, I know there's a huge market out there for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm actually directing a Chicano rap documentary. I heard about that. Yeah. And, um, the best answer that somebody gave, and to me, I think it's the correct one. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, you mm -hmm. know, what is Chicano rap? And he said, it's our culture and it's our culture put into music. Mm. I get it. You know what? That's the best answer. Now I've asked rappers before here. Yeah. And here's what they've said. Um, Chicano rap is uh, Mexicans rapping over uh, more bounce and 
you know, old school beats and oldies. Yeah, I'm not going to disrespect. That's why, like, I need to know what it means to who labeled himself that. Like, what does it mean to you? Because I can't go and disrespect what it means. If right. It means everything to you. But I know that there's people out there that label just because I'm Mexican and I rap or just because so-and-so is Mexican and he raps that they label it as Chicano rap music. And there's a difference, you know? W would you consider yourself a Chicano rapper? Um no i'm a mexican that raps and and i think i think um hi man i don't, I don't want to i don't i don't want to disrespect anyone or or make it seem like it's not that as important but um I'm a, I'm a mexican that raps i'm very proud of being mexican everything i do hopefully it's to show that we can do a lot you know a lot more than they give us yeah. credit for um, I think a lot of the times, though, the world will will use Chicano rap as a way to put us down, and okay. and people that are non Mexican, you know, oh, yeah. that's that Chicano rap stuff. And I think my objective was to show that. It help me out, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. Look, there's been people here, Chicanos, that have said, "I just want to be labeled an artist," and because they said. I just want to be labeled an artist. They got a lot of shit for it. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I care more about showing love and respect to people. I don't really care what comes at me. Like okay. like I'm right. Like I could care less. But my intention is to be respectful, and um, I do I do have a lot of love and admiration for the people that I think started. Yeah, you know, the pioneers of Chicano rap, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure if anyone's matched up to them since. Okay. So. Hey, you know what? Much love, much respect to whoever they may be. Yeah. And we keep it pushing. So it was just a question that I had to ask you because I asked a lot of, uh, oh, uh, yeah, oh, you know, a lot of people that yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, the thing is that uh, before we go to break, there have just been people that have, that have actually been afraid to answer that. And I'm thinking, why should we be afraid to answer what we really feel? Feel, feel you yeah. Know? You shouldn't. So You shouldn't. I just want to make sure that I don't take away from what means something. Right. to somebody right so i i need to do more you know understanding and, uh, uh one thing eric bobo from cypress hill the, his, the percussionist who was here the other day mm -hmm. he said um that he didn't think and i'm paraphrasing what he said mm -hmm. okay you guys can go back and look at that episode he just said maybe they shouldn't have uh, labeled it that he said because we don't call black rap black rap that that's how i feel man you're just someone that you're a Mexican, you come from where you come from and, and you rap how you rap and you're expressing what you've gone through and what you've been through. Um, you don't have to put yourself in a box. Right. You know, but um, I'm interested to see the documentary and yeah. and learn a lot, you know? Yeah, it's gonna be very, very educational. Yeah, I, and, and then you can open up the, you know, you can teach the world what it's about. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, uh, um, we're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break. We're going to come right back. Okay. And uh, I got, I want to ask you the Takashi question. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, make sure you, uh, you know what, go warm up some food. Uh, go get yourself a couple of modelos and make sure you call somebody, text somebody, you know the rest. We'll be back in 10 minutes with Nina Beretta, the motherfucking building. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio, episode 130. 130 only 70 more and we reached 200 can you believe that only oh. 70 more is going to be around the corner before you know it uh without further ado you know what the fuck i forgot to grab a beer but without further ado please allow me to introduce once again nina beretta in the motherfucking building yeah yeah so now okay let me ask you this because i asked a player from the west okay uh he asked me would i interview takashi 
Okay, and I try to answer as best as I can, you know. But let me ask you this. I gave the example on how Tekashi's people actually reached out to two Chicano rappers, okay? okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, they wanted to work with them. They were willing to pay with them, uh, you know, to, uh, pay them. Um, my thing was this, that I think he was trying to use Raza out here in L.A., to pretty much show like look i still got love on the streets yeah that's what i think mm -hmm. okay not what i know but now let's just say if he might have heard one of your songs right and his people reached out to you mm -hmm. and said hey nino takashi wants to do a song with you and he's offering you thank you 60k or 50k whatever would you do it um Whatever he's got, like, I don't agree with what he did. Right. Okay. But that, that's his life and that's his, whatever decisions he chose, he chose to make that's on him. Why would I ride against that? Why would I not feed my family? Why would I say, I don't want that money. Um, when my family could use that money because of what he did, that has nothing to do with me. Right. I think people know who I am and, and the way I operate and I, I'm not like that. I do have bills though. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely got bills. And so, so would I do it? Yeah, I would do it. And everyone else can kiss my ass. You know, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I mean, if someone's gonna say no, then to me that means you care more about what people think, and those people aren't in my life, and they're not helping me eat. I mean, if 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 they want to give me sixty thousand to not do it, I'll take it too. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, 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 I've, got, I will never make a decision based on what someone else thinks because I know my heart. That that's a that's a good answer. Now, of course, there's people watching that will say, "Oh man, she'll work with a snitch." Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you said I hope so. But, I didn't say it. Yeah, but you know me. what? I like what you said. Maybe if they can give me sixty for not working with them, I'll take that too. You know, uh, um, but yeah, you know, it's, what? it's just like Nicki Minaj making a record with him. That doesn't mean that she's about to go to the feds now. You, or... you know, yeah, that's a great point. Did the... anybody badmouth her? I mean, I think they tried, but does it matter? I mean, they made a lot of money off of that record. And then, so we make a record, you go home and I go home and, you know, have a nice life. And now I have $60,000. That doesn't mean we're hanging out now. And I don't know why he made those decisions. I know that right. when it was going down, I was disgusted. Um, but that's not my battle. That's his battle, you know? And I've fought a lot of other people's battles and it didn't get me anywhere. So I'm not about to, you know, go hard in the paint because he was a rat. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Well, he admitted that he was a rat and he said he was sorry. Hey, well, there he goes. Hey, he picked up his cross. Now let's get this record going. You know, if you ever, if you... <laughs> now, if you see me out there, you know, telling or doing some other shit, then let that be, you know, then, then I'll deal with that then. Right. But if I'm making a record because I want to feed my son, then right. kiss my ass. Now... Now, let me ask you this. Uh, he's been interviewed by a lot of, uh, if I could say it this way, because I'm trying to make a point, a lot of black podcasters. Mm -hmm. Nobody has said nothing. Mm -hmm. But now, if I were to interview him, do you think I would get shit? Probably, because, I mean, people are haters, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would be, I think that would be excellent. You know, I, I would love for that opportunity to come to you. Yeah. Um but people hate, man, and I. That's why you can't really base your, right. you know, your decisions off of what people think. Because whether you do it or not, they're gonna have something to say about it. Yeah, yeah. And again, if they're not willing to feed you, then who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? I mean, I've seen a lot, man. I've heard a lot, you know, and it just.
Just go for yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It. Okay. Well, I'm glad you answered. I wanted to ask you that question. Uh, now, around what year would you say that you started, you know, you know, uh, finally recording, putting something out for your first, uh, like maybe single? Mm -hmm. What was the was the first single? If I'm correct. Um, or was it an album? It, it was just songs. I think what I first started to do, I, I mean, I was a teenager. I was like 14, okay. 15, 16, around that time. And I would just start freestyling. Then I started writing songs. And I think the first thing I really did was perform. I think before even recording anything, it, it was performing. Really? Yeah. So before you actually even started recording, like, what, what, were, you, what were you rapping over like? My brother would make beats. Okay. So at that time, my brother was making beats and I would rap over. He had a keyboard. And mm -hmm. and in Sonic seventy six, yeah, 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 he had that, and then he would make beats, and I would rap over him. Now, uh, um, who encouraged you, motivated you to rap? Like, what made you say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try this"? My brother. So he just said, "Try it." Yeah, yeah. Well, because he he and his homeboys would be freestyling, and I I didn't have a dad. You know, I didn't grow up with my dad, so my brother was like my my father figure. Yeah, and um. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to be like him. I already had the music, you know, the singing stuff, the music bug. But then I would hear him freestyling. I was like, I can do that. And then me and my homegirls would start rapping. They stopped, but I kept rapping. Oh. So yeah, he got me into every every everything you could think of. He, I mean, he got me onto High C and Sugar Free. He got me onto Goody Mob. All those from um, the Ghetto Boys and on. Yeah, like he had all those CDs. I'm just like, man. I, I, you know, it's like someone that opened the door for you and right, they did right. it the right way. Right. That's good. So, I mean, I'm just, I have a lot of love for my brother. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Now, like uh, at that time when you were being introduced to that kind of music, who were some of the female rappers that maybe you were, you were digging at that time? Um, when I was first getting introduced to, to yeah. rap music, Little Kim, Foxy Brown. Um, who else? Rage, maybe? Yeah, I mean, she was there too, but she was more a little harsh. Okay. You know, I, I liked the kind of the little Kims, I guess the little, but she was harsh too. But like the, the sexy feminine with the hard raps is kind of what I molded myself after. Okay. Uh, what about Missy Elliott? You were a fan of her? Mm, yeah, she was cool. She was a little weird. <laughs> right? You know what? A, I, lot, I, a lot of people, right? I, 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 I look at. I'm not saying she's whack, but it's, it's that same Mariah Carey. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just never been a fan of that. Yeah, not not whack at all. But it just wasn't my cup of tea. I wasn't like put that Missy on. Um, I can't stand the rain was pretty. Okay. But but it was just all the theatrics were just strange to me. I didn't. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So your brother was making beats, and mm -hmm. um, did he ever record you? We went to a studio, finally. Okay. We went to a studio, you rap, mm -hmm. uh, they play it back. Mm -hmm. What did you like? I mean, did you like what you heard? Oh, yeah, man. Immediately? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've always been a fan of what I do. Wow. I have a good voice. You have a good voice. Yeah, okay. and that's a lot of the feedback I got is that they liked my voice. Uh -huh. But then I think I got to a stage where I took music too seriously, and I was like, I'm. it was like a war against every every other female maybe that rapped because I knew that I started before most of them and that I put my heart into it. And um, that was my downfall for a while, I think. Like I, I put, I took it too seriously. I took it like, this is my life and I'm gonna write and die for this. I didn't have a set, but I had my raps, you know? 
Right, right. Who, who, who if any, you know, Latina rappers, mm-hmm. you know, would you say, if any, you were a fan of? Um, Was there any out there that you were like, okay, I, I like her stuff and... I, I, I was I, okay. Um, the first female that I saw doing it big that I admired was Miss Crazy. Okay, and I just it was the business side that okay. I liked. Um, it, it was the business side, you know, that that I respected because I just thought it was amazing how they went on tour and they had their bus and she had all her merch. Yeah. So as far as the business, I respected that. Um, the first Mexican female rapper that I heard that I that I was like, wow, was Diamonique. Okay. I remember hearing her on the radio, and we actually did a song a few years ago. But um, yeah, I liked her. Okay. Um, and as far as females now, there's a few females around the way that I like. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll work. You know, uh, um, there was a couple of them that I scouted out that because me personally, if I were to ever to produce again, mm-hmm. it it would be for females because I think they're more coachable, they're more moldable. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I try to work in with today's uh, rappers today, mm-hmm. um, whether they're you know Chicano, whether they're black, whether they're white, or whatever, a lot of these guys are pretty much already set in their ways. They just want to rap one way, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, but coming from where like. I think, how can I sell this? Can I hear this in a club? Can I hear it in a strip club? Can I hear somebody bumping it? Can I hear it on the radio? That's the way you got to think when most people just think I'm doing this for my neighborhood. Yeah. You got to think bigger than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so um, most females, I believe, are are uh, moldable where you can kind of coach them and manage them in a sense mm-hmm. to like, you know, we got we to gotta find out who our crowd is and feed them because that's what's going to feed you, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh I've asked certain rappers here, do you know who your audience is? And some of them actually said, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know who your audience is, who are you catering to? Mm-hmm. You know, or are you just throwing shit out there? Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people are just throwing shit out there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you, you mentioned freestyle. Yeah. You said, uh, so you would actually freestyle? Yeah. Off the top of your head? Yeah, that's how I started. I mean, during that time, that was a big deal. Like, you know, and then being able to write your own raps is a big deal. I mean, it was just like real hip-hop, MC Cypher stuff. Right. Wow. And, wow, that's... I mean, to me, that's dope hearing it coming from a female, some MC you know, Cypher shit. Because when we think of Cyphers, believe it or not, we usually think of just straight dudes doing it. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and um, I think there are more females today out rapping receiving that that shine uh that they should have been getting compared to when when i came up there wasn't too many female rappers mm-hmm. you know and if they did they just weren't getting that shine again it was either yo yo foxy brown little kim rage you know if you could back up a little bit more salt and pepper and you know wasn't a lot a lot you know mm-hmm. but now i think there's a lot more chicanas you know, artists that are out today. And uh, I think that's a great thing. Yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as, so you released, you, you went to the studio with your brother. Mm-hmm. How many songs did you guys record it during that time? Do you remember? Just several, just a, a ton of songs. Okay. Yeah, I wrote a ton, he produced a ton, and we just recorded. I mean, again, you know, from being a kid wanting to sing. So it's just a, just musical kids. Mm-hmm. So there's no end date to it. It's just creating all the time. Okay. And um, so you guys uh, do these songs. How soon after do you guys release them? 
Gosh, well, at that time, that was like before the internet and who knows how we did it then, you know, trying to get deals and stuff. So, I mean, we recorded, we pushed it out to however we could right. in the streets as far as we could reach. Right. Okay. And did you do a lot of shows back then yeah. with those songs? Yeah, all the time. I mean, I performed for years and years. I mean, I stopped with the corona, but I, I've never, other than that, I've never stopped performing. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just been constant. Of course, I had a kid along the way and then life really got in the way but i've never stopped writing and and rapping wow so wow i'm not sure if you've listened to any of the music recently but yeah i mean you could tell there's it's different well i do like your voice thanks so i do like your voice so that is one thing that is true you know one thing that i will say this that i listen to a lot of females that i think have a real dope voice and that's one thing they really do got but Here's where there's a little like disconnect. Yes, mm-hmm. you're a year, you're a year away from really spitting fucking fire. That's just my humble opinion. And I'm not telling this to you, like, but to these individuals that I'm ta- that I talk to. Yeah, and they're like, really? Everybody's telling me my shit's banging now, and I'm like, no. There's such thing as artist development. Yeah, you don't even have your look yet. Mm-hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, your name, your rap name, doesn't even fit you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's such thing as artist development. That's when record labels used to develop you. You know, we're gonna go with this look. You know, you may even have to cut your hair. You, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you this logo or something, so that it can work. Uh, uh, how can how can they sell you, if yeah. you will? Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are like, nah, we're ready to go. My, I'm gonna load this shit up tomorrow on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. And we leave it at that. And that's why I, I think a lot of people's careers never go anywhere because they, they don't. don't listen. They don't listen. They don't take their time. Timing is everything. Don't just mm-hmm. don't record and just throw it out there. Timing is everything. Yeah. So, um, but now, uh, do you remember your very first show? My very first show, yeah, I do. I was in a okay. So when I moved, I moved to San Diego, and then I moved back to LA. Yeah. And when I moved back to LA, I was probably like sixteen, and then I was in a Christian rap group for for a little bit because my mom sent me back to LA because I wasn't doing good. Uh-huh. So I was in a Christian rap group, and that's when I did my first show at a church at a church and what was the response there oh they loved it but who knows you know i mean anything jesus they're with <laughs> they're down i was the best they ever heard go jesus, go jesus, go. <laughs> holy hip-hop and all this holy stuff. hip-hop oh, you, you know what you know what let me ask you this because people have asked me tony are you ever going to interview any christian rappers i don't have any problem yeah i i really do not um but <laughs> I interviewed one guy that said he does Christian rap, mm-hmm. and when he said it, he was fucking drunk here. Yeah. Like, he was fucking drunk. I, I'm a Christian rapper. And I was like, okay, cool. I have no problem with that. Okay. Snoop Dogg has got yeah. a gospel album. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. You know, you know what's funny? I've had, like, homies that are, like, gung-ho, like, Christians. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think they said, Eminem, he just got baptized. Hallelujah, he's a Christian. The game, he just got baptized. Hallelujah, he's a Christian. Uh, Snoop, he released a gospel album. Hallelujah! He's a, and I, slow the fuck down, bro. Yeah, I know. Slow the fuck down, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I guess they just thought it was good news, you know, that these guys were doing these things. But I mean, I don't really trust any of it. You know, <laughs> it takes a lot more than just saying you're something. Right. Very, very true. But uh, you know what? For those of you that have been asking, yes, I will interview 
Christian rappers. I don't have, I mean. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I had a guy here that claimed he was a Satanist. So if I can uh, interview him, mm-hmm. I could definitely interview a Christian rapper. So. Yeah. So now, uh, would you ever do Christian rap again? Um, I think, I, I mean, I think I do in some ways. I mean, it depends on what you define, you know, Christian. I mean, I was labeled as a Christian rapper because I was in a church rap okay. group. But I think I do. I think the message has stayed the same. My faith has stayed the same. I mean, there's a little more curse words and certain things. But, uh-huh. yeah, I have a strong faith in God. And and um, I appreciate how I've been safe all these years. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. For so, sure. So, so okay, you're, you guys release your guys' stuff uh, when the internet comes out, obviously. And uh, what is the response? Because I know you said you have a lot of stuff on Spotify. and Got about ton, 30 songs. Yeah, a ton of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what is the response that you were getting for some of those songs? Um, I got a lot of good responses, but I got a lot of hate, and I, I, I don't, I can't, I, I don't know if the hate had anything to do with my talent or if it just had to do with me being a female. Because again, during a lot of my life, I've always been the only female, so a lot of the hate has come from men to mm-hmm. me. Um, I, I was told to stop a bunch of times. I was, I mean, shoot, I can't tell you. I mean. If I told you that everyone loved me, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's true. Right, right, right. But um, well, maybe they love to I, hate you. I, I, maybe, I think so. It's fun, <laughs> but um, not anymore because I don't care. Right. But um, it fueled me because at the end of the day, I know who I am. I know what I sound like. I know it's you know it's. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, I think it's dope. I know when it doesn't sound good, so I'm not like delusional. Right, right. But um, it didn't stop me. You know, I still get hate from today. I mean, I get comments all day or or advice all day, you know, from people that, whatever. I'm just going to keep trying. But I'm not, like I said, I'm not delusional and I'm not, I I know when something could be better. I know when something could sound better or when I need to wait. Right. Um, So... You know, do, do, do you do you ever uh, and I answer this during the break? Do you get a lot of hate from dudes? Yeah, I I I do. Um, recently, maybe because I'm not paying attention to it anymore, I don't feel it lately. Mm-hmm. But I have, yeah. I mean, I've gotten campaigns to take me down, all kinds of campaigns. stuff. Yeah, fake pages, like rumors. Um, dudes would say maybe they dated me when they never i've never seen them and i've had to come i used to really let that stuff affect me to where i would spend weeks trying to combat that um s- some dude got, got on um snow the product i i should have mentioned her because we, we were in san diego at the same time okay but a long time ago she did an interview and some dude went on there pretending he was me talking crap during her interview like on the live oh wow so like stuff like that like that is dangerous and and that's things i've had to deal with you know yeah um to the point where like i I, it did affect me a lot it hurt me a lot um maybe literally it hurt me and my career um but it also it was a blessing because it forced me again to go inside myself and say you know like there's rumors and then there's the truth and how I operate and how when someone meets me right right, right. you'll be able to tell what it is. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, there's a lot of fake pages out there like that. There's I, I saw one Tony A the Blizzard, Tony A the Wizard, Tony Gay, like a bunch of bullshit. And I'll be honest, I think some of that shit is fucking hilarious. You know, but at the same time, like how important are you though? That that they would go out their way to do this. They're well, not doing it for Joe Blow. You know? Well, you know what it is. Uh, obviously, obviously, um, 
Like, I'm blessed, and obviously I'm winning because nobody's going to hate on a loser. No, exactly. Exactly. You know? So, but yeah, I think when um, there's been pages where my, uh, where my picture, Tony A, the gay wizard, requests me, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I should just follow him back, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, see what he's up to. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, but I'll tell you what, one thing that, you know, like seeing living when there was no internet till now, like, fuck, like who has, there's some people out there that, like, their whole life is social media. Mm -hmm. That's it. I had this one individual tell me, female, tell me, if I ever uh, lost my Instagram, my life is over. And this person was dead on fucking serious. Yeah. And I said, really? Yeah, I have 21,000 followers. And if I lose my, my, you know, Instagram, I'm done. And, I, and in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, so this is your worth? Yeah, apparently. You know, I, I can log off of everything mm -hmm. and live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Well, hap because th that's not where my faith or my foundation is in is in social media yeah i mean i would be pretty hurt you know because it took a while to build up what i have uh -huh. so if it was gone it'd, it'd be scary but i believe if it's i could build it again if it's supposed to crack you know i could do it again okay the reason uh why i don't give a shit and i'm gonna be real with you because this is my fifth uh, uh instagram page oh wow i've been deleted four times oh wow so and i bounced back fuck it i'm back again i'm yeah. back again yeah. i guess they probably got tired of reporting my page that's crazy man yeah. hating Freaking but, a. but you know what back then uh we never called it hating it it was just jealousy you're just you're jealous jealous man you're jealous yeah you so just put that energy into doing something else yeah so now uh let me ask you what are you working on now for 2021 that your fans can expect i'm working on more music i think i'm just going to be putting out singles for right now okay um, just putting a lot into each record, okay. um, trying to get into shape. Like I stopped smoking cigarettes and I gained a lot of weight. Smoking um, cigarettes or not smoking? I, I stopped smoking cigarettes. Okay. I smoked cigarettes for a long time. And then I stopped a couple of years ago and pff, just blew up, which um, I probably needed some of the weight. But my point is, is that I'm going to just keep working out so that I could start doing more videos. Okay. That's what okay. I really need. I think that's the next step. I think that's what people want to see mm -hmm. from me is some videos um and just doing more interviews i suppose being more open less reserved that that you know you know it's funny because i never did interviews never i didn't give a fuck people would ask me no nah, okay like for what whatever mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't for my, if it wasn't for my son i would have never done anything mm -hmm. and he's the one that pretty much encouraged me yeah what about your story dad what about your story and i'll be honest i was always like who gives a fuck like I, like I would have took everything to the fucking grave with me. Yeah. I don't give a shit. So one day I did an interview and I started sharing mm -hmm. everybody that I knew, everybody that I came up with. First time who who you know who I recorded, who taught me how to produce, and many people were blown away. Like wait a minute, you were Chicano, you were in the studio with Dr. Dre and N.W.A. when they were recording the records, and I, and I'm like, yeah, and they used to come to my house. You're probably like the the only Chicano back then, you know. And that's exactly what my son said. Yeah. He said, Dad, what other Mexican can say they had uh, NWA at their yeah. house doing mixtapes? Yeah, no, you're important. And and thank you for that. And yeah. he made me feel that way. So I said, are you sure? Because I thought, no, they give a fuck. You know? Well, we do. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Absolutely. But you're also important. Thank you. And you know what? That's why I want to promote you, shine light on what you're doing, because I want to see you win. I want to see you. everybody win. Thank you. It, it, it's not in me to look at somebody and say winning. You know, somebody that's winning say, fuck that dude or fuck that girl or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand that, mm -hmm. you know, how somebody could look at somebody trying, trying to win, trying to make a living and then spew hate on that person's career. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, jealousy, like you said. Yeah, just yeah. anger inside. You know, now, now let me ask you this: um, If you could narrow it down to maybe your top three favorite songs that you've ever recorded, can you name them? Um, I really like um, this new one. What did I call My Life? I don't, I don't know if you heard that one, but it's the newest single I just put out. It's called My Life. It's on Spotify. Um, Roller coaster and pray for me okay and who's uh, doing the production various or um yeah various people mm -hmm. okay those are three different producers i probably wouldn't say because i don't you know want everyone to have the same beats but hmm. no and that's important find your own beats i mean i know sometimes some producers are like man you should have given me a shout out or whatever but what happens is that you get a lot of people like okay that shit was banging mm -hmm. it's that guy let me go over there and before you know it you got everybody yeah and that's what they do too i remember i put out a record and and a few a few dudes were like oh who's the producer like damn you don't even give me no credit for my lyrics or no who's the producer <laughs> whatever you know uh, um you don't have to but i'm gonna ask mm -hmm. can you drop 16 bars from one of any one of those songs 16 or eight or eight um okay right now Whenever you're ready. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. Do you know who this is? The sound you're hearing is a warning shot. Load up your guns. Metaphorically talk to me. No place you can run. Thought you had it all figured out. This is barely begun. They might be deep in the game. Still got the rules missing. Cannot respect what you're saying. You've never been with it. The truth is cold. The streets is mean. Only a few will survive. Only a few will maintain. It's Nina Beretta. Nina Beretta in the motherfucking building. Everybody, let's give a round of applause, you guys. Now, 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 let me ask you, lyrically, mm -hmm. uh, any females out there that can fuck with you? Um, I mean, they can try, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they think they can, but, um, man, I, you just, it, I mean, the music speaks for itself, okay. you know? We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, um, now, anything I didn't ask you, anything you want to promote, anything you want to push, we're coming close to the end of our interview. I, I, I do want to. I do want to say that um, fake followers really gets on my nerves, and and I think you should stop doing that. It doesn't make any sense to go from like five hundred to thirty thousand overnight. And if someone books you for a show, I don't know how that's going to translate. Um, it, it it what it does is it. Um, lessens the importance of someone else that is working hard and has earned everything so say you get someone like myself who who earned or like yourself who earned ten thousand followers right off working and putting in work and then someone else comes along with thirty thousand followers that they bought the optics lessens how, how the work that someone that has ten thousand did right and I, I, it's not right and it's not fair i guess it's one thing to go out there and buy all your followers and your views and stuff but to actually run with it and act like you earned it is just like it's like a mental illness i think and that should probably stop yeah you know what there's a lot a lot of people that have bought followers 
Uh, I'll give an example. I know this one guy that used to follow me. He had 5,000 followers. He had 5,000. From one day to the next, I log on to his page, 30,000. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker went on a shopping spree. I know exactly. And then they, then they, they'll also, um, buy the verification for their page and then be out there rocking like it's the thing to do. And it just, just don't do that, man. Just be real about what you do. There's a lot of females out there too that I know for a fact. How do you sit and like, well, go ahead. Yeah. You know, 21,000, you know, followers and average about 48 likes. I know if we're, if we're doing the same numbers like damn, like it just doesn't look right. You know? Yeah. It doesn't look right, but it, I guess, but to them, it makes them feel a, a certain level of importance. Yeah. But it's, that's what kind of, what part of the game is that? Like, dude, like you're, you're disrespecting everyone else that does work for it. Well, um, um there was a guy that, um, uh, he wanted an interview, mm -hmm. and here's what I asked him. Well, let me hear some of your music. Mm -hmm. And here's what he said. This is the answer that this generation gives you today. Mm -hmm. I'm certified, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was my answer. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't even bother asking him for his music anymore. Yeah. You know, and he was like, yeah, I'm certified on Instagram. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't want to show me his music, but he, he thought, I guess, he deserved it because he's certified. He's certified. So. Oh, okay. Oh, like with the blue check? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they sell those. <laughs> so. You know, you throw a lot of people under the bus right now, it's right? It's like $30. I mean, I have, I know everyone who does it because, I mean, you know, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I might make a fake page. Well, you know, here's what we're going to do so you can get the some real followers. The Fronting Awards. Yeah. Your Instagram has been up so that people can see it. Okay. And when you, the video goes up, we'll put it, we put it in the description okay. so that people can follow you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, now, are you open to do uh, features in case somebody wants to do, like, hey, I want to do a verse with you? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Now, but let me tell you this, and I know you already know this, mm -hmm. but let me just remind you. Okay. Don't do shit for free. Don't, don't do nothing for free. Know your worth. Mm -hmm. You know, people have asked me, hey, man, how much does so and so charge? And I just say, uh, 500 a verse or 500 for the chorus or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, this person will tell me, hey, man, I don't even charge that much. Don't fucking worry about it. We'll see. We'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, I don't have 500. The, the least you do for is 400. Okay. I want it. And I say, how much would you ask for? 150? And I'm like, no, you got to know your worth. Yeah. So, if, because let me tell you something. If they thought you were sorry, they wouldn't be asking. Yeah, and if I see you out there spending money, I'm for definitely going to ask for mine. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So, okay, well, listen, we've come to the end. I had a great time. Me too. Any shout outs? Um, who do I want to shout out? I want to shout out you. Okay, and you. And just let you know that I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you're a good guy. Thank you. And I, your son's a good guy. Oh, yeah, he's a good fella. Yeah, <laughs> and um, shout out my son my brother and that's it i guess just thank you everyone who spent this time with us yes most definitely everyone you know what it's funny and i told you this uh um during the break i've been like on sleepy mode i ate a big ass bowl of pozole before i fucking went live yeah and i've been like like a fat ass rat you like seriously good yeah i'm a, i'm definitely gonna sleep sleep good but uh anyways other than that listen i just want to thank everybody who has tuned in everybody has subscribed we actually went up another 100 subscribers so i want to thank everybody yeah. for that uh for all the, all of you guys on the uh, live chat the talk crap 
those, you know, but it's all good. Like, it doesn't even matter, honestly, because you guys entertain people. Hello. And that, and that's what's dope. Okay. Uh, all the trolls, everybody in the, com- the, the, the full community. Uh, uh, I want to give you guys a shout out. Um, all yeah. the dudes hating, give you guys a shout out. You guys you, are still you know watching. Who that is? Who's that? The fool's gone wild. No, no, no. The oh. I, I just the fools community. Oh, okay. You know, and uh, um, I know who it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and but everybody else who doesn't hate and who drops money, you know, um, you know what? I, I just want to say thank you to everybody. You know, let me clear something up real quick, okay? I want to clear. Oh something yeah, yeah. Up. You know, one time I said this, goofing off. Okay. Yeah. I said, if you don't drop money on the live chat, you're not Mexican. That's what I said. Yeah. And people were giving money. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know where I got that from? It was a spin off. Oh, wait. You're not, it, if you don't vote for Biden, you're not black. Yes. That yeah. was Biden. Biden. He said, if, I guess if you vote for Trump, you're not black. So I just kind of flipped it, remixed it. I said, if you don't, you know, drop money, you know, you're not Mexican. People really took that to heart. Like I really meant that went live and started talking about me and he said this he said is a joke that's all it was is a joke relax yes yeah don't get your panties in a bunch homie yeah those are the type of guys that wear g-string reversed but um, <laughs> that's uncomfortable don't do that <laughs> send some money in and yeah. flip your underwear but anyways, we're gonna sip a couple of more beers i'm not gonna show it because i want to sponsor for modelo but um <laughs> other than that uh, yo, I want to tell everybody thank you. We're going to have another special guest on Sunday. Uh, Anthony, my boy, running shit. I want to give a shout out to Alex Cervantes, Cervantes Enterprise, uh, to my son, B. Scanless. And once again, Nina Beretta in the motherfucking building. I want to see you win. Thank you. Stay blessed. God bless. We'll see you guys Sunday. Freaky Tales. Freaky Tales.